You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. It's Friday the 9th of February 2024 and it's nice and sunny, 20 degrees in Jersey, Rappo. What's it like at home? Uh, the exact opposite, Deeks. <laughs> <laughs> About eight degrees and lashing down with rain, mate. So glad you got there in the end, mate. Yes. Glad you got there. Thank you. I, I think <laughs> actually... Uh, it's about 11 degrees and cloudy and uh, it has been raining. So I might have told a little white lie with 20 degrees. But, uh, but yeah, a day later than planned. Um, but I am here in Jersey. So uh, I wonder why. Don't know why, do you? No, no. Why have you gone there, Deeks? Why, why have you gone Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I came here was uh, in 1976, would you believe it? So I thought it's time to come back and have a look, see if it's changed at all. Crikey, mate. Have you, have you noticed any changes yet? I'm a chance, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing the podcast all day. So... <laughs> no, that's true, mate. You're a fine servant of Cornish football, you're a Deeks. Yeah. Go, uh, and, go uh, and enjoy it after today, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Because if anyone doesn't know, um, I should have flo- I should have flown out on Wednesday and uh, actually... That day, well, we did. I did fly out from Exeter, but unfortunately, we flew back into Exeter because uh, we got to Jersey, couldn't land, had to turn around and back into Exeter for the afternoon. And uh, so, got here early Thursday morning. And um, well, that's where we are now. So, sort of midday Thursday, we're talking, doing the podcast. Hopefully, we'll get to have a, a bit of a look around uh, not only Jersey or St. Helier tomorrow friday but also to have a wander up to springfield park i think it's called isn't it the the home of the jersey bulls so um yeah yeah so fa cup uh fa cup see i've I've lost track of where i am (laughs) what i'm doing and who it is but it's it's fa vars isn't it this saturday rapper yes deeks yeah yeah hopefully a history making weekend deeks wasn't it bit of luck yeah, what what was the most exciting FA Vars game you ever played in? Can you remember or not? Um, exciting, Deeks. So, well, we went to penalties, Deeks, with Tilbury. Oh, yeah, I mean, how did you game, get on with those? Yeah, not very well, mate. <laughs> not very well. Well, I was down to go fifth, Deeks, so I didn't even take one. So <laughs> that, says it, that says it all, doesn't it, really, mate? But, yeah, it was uh, it was a mud mire of a pitch. It probably wouldn't have even been played, mate. You know, well, it wouldn't have been played today, these days, mate. But they travelled, you know, travelled down, obviously, mate. So, mm. you know, we played it, and yeah, rubbish, mate. Nil nil after extra time. I think Andy Street missed a, a penalty, Deeks in in extra time, actually. Or to be fair to Sledge, right? Yeah, keeper made a great save, and you just had a feeling it wasn't going to be your day, like Deeks. And I think I can't remember. Who, who took him there? Dicks might have been Jimmy, mate, uh, Justin Ashburn, Jason Corradine. Um, I can't remember, Dicks, but yeah, it didn't go very well, mate. I think Ray said do you, to me, do you want to go first or fifth? And I thought, oh, you know, chance of a bit of glory here, Dicks. Uh, I'll go fifth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I went first. Mate, you Deeks. should have gone first. That's right. Yeah. Get it in. Yeah. Get, get it on the scoreboard. So, uh, I know, I so know, it was your but, yeah. fault then, really. Yeah, I do blame myself a little bit, Deeks, yeah. I could have got us off to a better start. Although, having said that, Deeks, I might have missed as well, mate. No, no, no. Nah, I like to think not, Deeks, the old penalties, mate. I've only missed like four or five in my life, so 
like to think I would have scored digs, but I should have took the one in extra time, really, mate. But Ledge was on a run, mate. You know, I'd sort of come back from injury, and I think he'd scored like three out of three before that. Digs is just, you know, typical, isn't it, mate? Typical mm. digs, but yeah. But hopefully, um, hopefully, Falmouth won't need them on Saturday, digs. No, that's right. Although well, they had a no, uh, no, it wasn't the last game they had a penalty, was it? In the Vars, um, it was a game before, uh. I've lost track. Did they have a no? They had a penalty against Hartbury, didn't they? When they won two 0 I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Sims, mate. Sims, that's it. It. Jared yeah. Sims. That's right. The one that bounced yeah. before it went over the goal line, wasn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. A bit of a scuffle, <laughs> wasn't it, mate? But you know, pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, wasn't it? That's right. And that's what counts with penalties. Yeah. You don't need to hit them very hard. Just get them in no. the corner, isn't it? Exactly, Dix. Yeah, you you took them as well, Dix. Something yeah, you know, like like me, mate. I, I I say that to the boys, mate. I said just hit the target. You know, it's just criminal to miss the target, Dix, isn't it? From mm. a penalty, it, if a keeper says it, then fair enough. But if you've stuck it, you know, in a corner of sort, Dix, you've done your job, haven't you? Really? Yeah. You just players that miss the target, Dix. You know, put it like six foot over. I could never. Never understand that, Deeks, can you? Never understand that. No. Although having said that, I did <laughs> I did do that down at Mosel once. It was it was a terrible afternoon down there. It was blowing a gale. We had a penalty um playing towards the cricket pitch and um yeah. ball didn't wouldn't stay on the penalty spot because it was so windy it kept rolling away. Oh, yeah. So in the end one of <laughs> one of my teammates had to hold the, uh, put his finger on the ball for it to the stay joke. still whilst I took it. And in the end, I was so I think I was just fed up waiting to take it, so I, I just hit it and it went miles over the crossbar. So uh, they're probably yeah, still we'll looking for it, one, I think. Mate. So, uh, yeah, so terrific. Thanks, we'll let you off that one, mate. I think, <laughs> right? Anyway, um, yeah. it, it, it is a bit of a cup uh special today. We haven't unfortunately got anyone from the Cornwall Junior Cup uh, uh ties to talk to, but uh, I've ran out of time because of this week. Uh, um but we, we've got, as one can imagine, we are focusing a, a, a quite a bit on the FA Vars. We've got the Southwest. No, no, let's call it by its proper name. And um, what is that rapper, the Southwest Peninsula League Cup? What's it called? Crikey, thinks the 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 Walter Parsons funeral. The Walter, I can't even say it. These can I? I can't even say it. The, the Walter Parsons funeral directors South. West Peninsula League Cup. Is that right, Dave? Uh, I think you it. missed out the, the C between the Walter and the Parsons, to be honest, but I'll let you off that, the initial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Walter C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phil calls it the Dead Cup, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. So we've got that to talk about, uh, and obviously uh, uh, in between a, a bit of league chatter as well. So lots to cover. Shall we start going? Yeah, yeah, it's a busy one, isn't it, Dick? Yeah, far away, mate. It far is. away. Uh, let's go. Oh, oh, oh sorry, Dick. Episode two hundred and thirty. Two interrupting you for the two yeah, three. Sorry, about Right. I'll try not to interrupt you again, mate. Yeah, two three oh, Dick. We're still here, mate. Two three oh. Right. I, I yeah. I, I mean, I I've tried to go as far away from you as possible this week, but we're still here. Number 230. Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, so let's start with Chelsea Football Club. They are obviously uh, in the National League, uh, step two level. National League South, that is, step two level. And, uh, well, we've got Gareth Davies. Well, another eventful week at Truro City, Gareth. 
Yeah, hi Dave, how you doing? You all right? I'm fine, thank you. What's it been like on the football pitch then? Well, two games uh, since we last spoke, uh, both away from home as well. Uh, the first game at Hampton Richmond last Saturday, which resulted in a, in a 2-1 defeat for City and then uh, a nil-nil draw at, at Taunton on Tuesday, which was probably a fair result. A game uh, played out uh, in not very good conditions, you know, driving rain and a, and a strong wind. Each side had a strong wind at their backs for 45 minutes in the game. Uh, a game of very few clear-cut chances like they normally are. Um, so, Perhaps a deserved point for both teams. That's certainly how I saw it, and that's certainly how Paul Watton saw it as well, that it was a good point for both teams. It moved her up as position in the league as well. And I spoke to Paul afterwards for the listeners that have seen the post-match piece that I, I did with Paul. Um, you know, I asked him about that magical 50-point mark, and he said he'd be lying if he didn't say that they were one of 10, or t- 10 to 12 teams in the division that that main goal is to get to that magical 50-point mark. So it, it edges Truro a little bit closer to that, 35 points. you think five more wins um, would see Truro uh, safe and secure in National League South for another year ahead of the move back to uh, back home uh, for the 24-25 season. Uh, and with some of the teams to play in and around uh, them as well, uh, we still have to play Taunton again um, later on in the season. Eastbourne Borough uh, is the next fixture on, on on Saturday, which, as everyone knows, that game will now be played at Taunton, as all home games will now be played at Taunton uh, for the rest of this season before the move back to Cornwall next year. So Eastbourne Borough, a team that are in the relegation zone. So you would think that if we were to look at games where you think, well, we could Get that's a real chance to pick up some points. Um, then, then that would be one of them. Uh, as has been publicised, the game against Dover won't take place next Tuesday night. That's February the thirteenth. That's going to be rescheduled um, to later in the season. But Dover, stone bottom of the league at the moment. So you would think again, that's another fixture where Paul Watton would be thinking we've got a real chance of picking up uh, three points. But uh, I don't think it's just against the teams down the bottom where Truro should be looking to pick up points, Dave. Uh, I know. If we look back to the the, the game at Hampton and Richmond, a 2-1 defeat, Hampton-Richmond did play for uh, a long period in the second uh, half with 10 men. Actually, Truro played really, really well. Really tight first half. Um, not No real clear-cut chances for Truro. You'd have to say that Hampton-Richmond scored with their only uh, clear-cut cut chance as well. Um, I was doing the updates for Radio Cornwall and, and I looked at the team sheet before and I, I there was a couple of players with difficult surnames to pronounce and so as you know what happened the, the, the lad with the difficult uh, surname it wasn't that difficult but it, it, it looked difficult uh, Tope Fadahunzi was the the, the the guy on loan from Sutton United um, he scored the opening goal after 12 minutes really emphatic finish uh, the fullback got to the bar and cut it back and he just hit it high into the roof of the net James Hayman no chance. And, and the, that was after about, yeah, about 12 minutes, I think it was. The rest of the half was very much even, Stephen. Um, to say Hampton had most of the ball, but but True defended really, really well, really kept their shape well. Um, you know, the, the play was three centre-halves, Ed, Ed Palmer, um, Sam Sanders and Tom Harrison. And, and they were really, really rock solid against a pacey Hampton and Richmond side and a Hampton and Richmond side, Dave, that are in the playoff places and have been in the playoff places all season. Um, get in at half time, 1-0. 
Uh, Paul went for a tactical change. Uh, there was no injury to Rocky Neal. Um, sacrificed Rocky Neal, thrust Ollie Bray into the fray. When we talk about dream debuts, Dave, I, I'm struggling to think of a, of a player that has announced themselves in such emphatic fashion. It was his first touch of the football in a True City shirt, and he scored. <laughs> dream start Dream start to the second half. To give Conor Riley-Lowe a huge amount of credit, Conor Riley-Lowe's determination, he sort of chased the lost cause. And again, for the listeners, that there's highlights on our YouTube page of the game. Conor Riley-Lowe chased the lost cause, really, managed to get the ball into a decent area. Basically, the Hampton defenders just fell asleep. Ollie Bray nips in front and just taps the ball into net. 1-1, game on. Then Truro handed a huge advantage when Rory Donaldson, the uh, Hampton and Richmond left-back, just had a moment of madness. Conor Riley-Lowe went down on the floor. The referee gave a free kick, I think. And Donaldson just completely lost the plot. And he kicked out at Riley-Lowe. It wasn't a hard kick, Dave, but he did kick out him. Of course, Truro players were absolutely incensed. There was a bit of pushing and shoving. And I give the referee his due. He didn't go for his red card straight away. Um, I think he took some time to think about it, which is really, really good to see from referees. I'm one of these people that I always think sometimes that some referees, not all, and we all know that refereeing is a difficult job, and please don't want the listeners to think I'm bashing referees at all, but sometimes some referees are very quick to pull a red card out, aren't they, Dave? Mm. You know, you do see that quite often. But this referee took his time, had a think about it, and actually, if you look back again at the video... He made the right decision. It's minimal contact, but you can't do that. You just can't do that. So Truro massively in the ascendancy then um, and had chances as well. And I think if Truro got that second goal, probably would have knocked the stuffing out of Hampton and Richmond. But fair play to them and their manager, Mel Gwinnett. They, he kept two strikers on the pitch. They lost a defender. And they kept it at that as well. Um, And as the game went on, Oli Bray had a a couple of headers, um, which went narrowly wide. Then there was a goal-mouth scramble. Conor Riley-Lowe had a shot cleared off the line. And then slowly but surely, Hampton-Richmond started getting back into the game. I mean, Ed Palmer made a a brilliant uh, sliding tackle. I mean, I think I called it heroic, actually, on the radio at the time. (laughs) It was a heroic tackle. Uh, Tom Harrison, the same. And he just got the feeling that, that pressure was building and then Hampton and Richmond scored. It was a cross from the right-hand side and the, the, the attacker just um, just out-jumped Connor Riley-Lowe, really, and just headed it into the net. That was 2-1 with about 12 minutes to go. And Truro never really looked like getting a, another goal. We did have a, one chance right in stoppage time. Tom Harrison headed the ball over the over the bar. But, um, yeah, it, it was it was a... It was a frustrating afternoon, I think, because the game was there to win. Um, and it would have been a really, really good result to go to one of the playoff chasers and win. I mean, if they truly had a one, I think that would have gone up there with the perhaps the win at Chelmsford City or the win mm. at Torquay in terms of what they've done so far this season. Um, but it wasn't to be. And then, as we say, the, with that, the, the fixtures uh, backlog due to the postponements that they've had, both home and away this season... There was another game on Tuesday at uh, at Taunton, a, a team that one place below Truro. You know, a number of players have played for both those clubs over the years. Um, you know, Paul Watton said to me post game, you know, he, he has a lot of respect for for Rob Dre, uh, the Taunton manager. He's been the manager there for a long time, and he gets his team working hard. and And Taunton aren't without their their problems at the moment. Well documented 
financial problems, been placed under a transfer embargo. And, and you know, that no one ever wants to see that. Everyone wants to see clubs survive and clubs prosper and thrive. And as the first time I was at Taunton for, for, quite, a, for quite a few years, um, and they were very friendly and welcoming uh, on, on Tuesday night, which was which was great and really wish them all the best for the future. Um but but the weather the weather was the the winner or the loser depending on how you want to put it on Tuesday night, Dave. Really, very very difficult to play football um, just because of the, the the rain and the wind. Truro played with the wind against them in the first half, and it told as well. Two or three could we call them good chances? They were chances, but they weren't gill edged. Uh, James Heyman made a, a, a nice low down save in the opening. 10 minutes and then Ollie Chamberlain the, who I thought was was probably Taunton's best player in midfield he's, he's quite energetic Chamberlain is um, he, had, he had a low effort that just went past the post and there was another chance as well but you couldn't say that you didn't come off at half time at nil nil thinking well James Heyman's kept Truro in the game here or Taunton should be miles ahead it, it was nil nil and then Truro playing with the wind in the second half behind their backs as the conditions deteriorated again it was one of them ones where the longer it went on um it didn't look like any team was gonna was gonna score Truro thought they had scored there was a header from a corner and Truro were adamant that the ball had crossed the line um uh, but the referee after consultation with his linesman said no I've actually seen a still picture this morning which I wouldn't say clearly shows the balls over the line but <laughs> I am going to say it clearly looks like it was over the line. So the head of the goalie, the goalkeeper, um, uh, Taunton, he, he gathered the ball, but he kind of ga- he gathered it over the line was what the Truro players said. And, and again, I say the still image that I've been sent this morning, uh, we're talking on Thursday here, that it definitely looks like that was the case. Um, but would it have been a bit unjust on Taunton if... If Truro had won, possibly. Just one of them ones, Dave. You know, you've seen mm. loads of games like when you come away and you say, actually, a point is a fair result. Both teams toiled away in really, really testing conditions. Um, I think ultimately both teams would be happy with a point for Truro. As Paul Watton said to me afterwards, stop that losing run. A clean sheet as well. The first clean sheet since the beginning of January. And it was a good clean sheet. I'm going to say that again. I think Taunton would think the same. Again, their goalie, he wasn't the man of the match. He didn't have to make save after save after save. So it, it was it was a really it was a really close game, um, a good point. And let's hope we can build on that going into the the game against Eastbourne Borough on Saturday. Again, one of the teams that are struggling uh, down at the foot of the table. Um, they are only just a couple of places below Truro in the league. But as I've said before, when we've talked, Dave, there is quite a big gap between the teams that are in the relegation zone. It's gonna take a really good run of form from one of those sides that are in trouble to get out of it and perhaps a catastrophic loss of form for one of the teams above them to be dragged into that relegation scrap. Now, both Taunton and Truro have got games in hand. Um, You've got to win those games in hand, obviously. Um, But I think you would almost rather be the the team that are out in front with the games in hand than someone having to play catch up below. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you've got to remember is Truro have got to play all them teams in the, that are in the bottom four. We've got to, we've got to, we host Dover at a date to be confirmed. We host Eastbourne Borough uh, on Saturday. Uh, We still have to go to, we still have to play uh, Welling. We have to go to Welling and 
do we have to go to, yes, I think we still have to go to Haven and Waterloo, I, I think as well, who are the other team in, in the bottom four. So, Oval games in hand, got to play them. Again, I've said this before, Dave, in, in the times that we've spoken, I definitely think Truro should be looking up the table rather than, uh, we should be looking up the table rather than um, um, and down the table. But, you need, do need to win those. Uh, you do need to win those games in hand. Yeah, and of course, as you've said, that Taunton drew a bit of a, a, a you know, a, a game between two struggling or two sides that would have obviously loved to have won, but a draw probably was good for both, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, Dave. I say Paul Watton said that afterwards. That it was it was a good point for us. Say stop that losing run. Mm. I call it a rot or a slump. I don't think you can call that three games that to be honest and again Paul said that post game that those losses to to uh, Worthing who Paul actually said he thought were the best side in the league um, better than Yeovil he didn't say better than Yeovil but he said Worthing are the best side in the league so that was obviously what he was insinuating um, to then lose at, at home to to, to, to Braintree and then to lose at, at Hampton and Richmond. Like he said, it's not, they're not season defining losses, not, certainly not at this stage and certainly not with the points on the board that we've got. And, and as I say, in a 2014 league, 50 points is that, it's that, it is, it's like 40 points in the Premier League, isn't it? It's 50 mm-hmm. points in, in any other league that's got 24 teams in it. Um, and that will be the first target, um, secure the status. And actually, I, I think that would constitute a good season for Truro as well um, to, to remain in, in that league. Um, there is a gap between the Southern League and the, and the um, you know, it, it does seem to be, doesn't it, that, that the gap between leagues kind of widens mm. and often it's the teams with the deepest pockets that, that, that do well because that's the only way you can survive. Um, so, you know, you have teams that romp to league titles, but then actually they... They struggle, but they don't have that same kind of impact when they go up into the next level because it is a step up in class. So I would think if you had said to Paul Watton back in July of last year, Paul, would you take mid-table, finishing 50 points, some of your players? Because yes, there is a number of players that played at this level before, but then there's a number of players that haven't. I'm thinking of some of the the, the younger players as well. Um, you know, take time to adapt to this level and what what, what is it? It's a good standard of football, Dave. There's no getting away from that. This is this is a good standard of football. So yeah, I, I like I say, I, I don't think I don't think that losses is is season defining. I agree with Paul there. Um, but it's always it's always nice to stop a run, isn't it? Because yeah. like anything in football, winning become can, can become a habit yes. and a good habit, but losing can become a habit as well. Um, and, uh, and so it was, it was good to, it was good to stop that, uh, stop that run and, uh, hopefully the form picks back up. Okay. Now, before I let you go, um, you, you've obviously watched those two games who over the two matches impressed you the most for Truro City? Oh, that's a really difficult well, you're not only here just to smile, Gareth. You know that. <laughs> That's really difficult, Dave. I, I tell you the I tell you the player I'm super impressed with has been Ed Palmer. Right. Um, you know, the way he brings the ball out from the back. Um, he's been really good. Look, 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 all over the pitch, there's there's you know, there's there's standout players in 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 that team. It is a good it's a good Truro side. Um, you know, Ed was the player of the match. Um, you know, we get the fans to vote on social media now who they thought was the man of the match and Ed was the man of the match up at um, up at Hampton. Um, Tom Harrison had a really, really good game on um, 
uh, on Tuesday night at Taunton and he got the the, the the player of the match as well. So those those two have, have, have certainly caught the eye. And I think I think Ollie Bray as well. You have to give Ollie Bray a, a, a bit of credit. He, he's raw and he, he's, he was playing for Willand. Then he goes up to play in the National League for Aldershot, scores that scores that history-making goal really for Aldershot in terms of scoring a, in the FA Cup in third round of the FA Cup against West Brom, a, you know, a, a big club that played in the Premier League not many years ago. Um, he then comes to Truro. Really nice guy as well. Really, really nice. I don't know, just full of energy and, and the way he conducts himself off the pitch, kind of takes that on the pitch as well. You know, a, a William runner ready to sort of chase loose, loose cause, uh, lost causes and things like that. Uh, and, and a really nice guy sort of said to him after the game, do a little video for the, just for the fans. Because again, that's one thing I'm going to say, Dave, as well. Hat tip to the supporters that made that made the trip to London and to Ta- Taunton on Tuesday night. You know, uh, I know a Tuesday night that's not always difficult and it, it's not always easy. And it was a it was a bit of a filthy night as well. But you know, Truro fans made themselves heard, but they really made themselves heard at Hampton for long periods of that game. All you could hear was the Truro fans singing. I don't know how many of them there was, maybe thirty or forty behind the goal in a crowd of just over a thousand as well. Um, for those listeners that have been to Hampton before, you know, a proper old-fashioned non-league ground where they've sort of added a bit on here and added a bit on there. Real real character to it, you know, not far from the banks of the Thames. PA guy really revved the home fans up. But at times, all you could hear was the Truro fans. And, and I know from speaking to Paul and, and Yetzi and the uh, and, and the players that, um, that, you know, that's just, that's just, that's just brilliant, and then the, the, the players really feed off that as well. So, huge hat tip to the to the fans that, that continually keep making these long journeys to back the side and to back the club. Like from everyone at the club, and I could speak as a, a member of staff now at the club. That you know, we absolutely appreciate your support, and um, you know, we'll be back in Truro next year, and and you know, th- then all those. Those miles in the car will definitely seem worth it when um, when they only have to go up the road to to watch games and uh, you know just keep keep backing us for the for the rest of the season uh, and and you know we'll 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 be back back home in Truro in Cornwall for the start of the twenty four twenty five season. Right. Well, let's leave it there, uh, Gareth, because I've got to talk to Rapu. Yeah, where's he been this week? Has he been off on his travels somewhere? He's not popped up at some random Scottish ground. I see he was at Hereford. Hereford, would you believe it? Taking his wife there as a wedding, uh, as a birthday present. I mean, Edgar Street. Yeah, yeah. I've 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 seen Bournemouth play. I've seen Bournemouth play there before at at, uh, Edgar. Yeah, but I bet you didn't take your wife there for a birthday, did you? I didn't take my wife for. Her birthday. Actually, my wife doesn't really like football. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this now. I, I I took. I think. I think she only ever comes to Bournemouth a couple of times, uh, and one of those times was away to Doncaster. I can't remember why she ended up coming with me, but uh, yeah. So uh, you can tell that I know how to look after my wife by treating <laughs> her to a, an afternoon of football at Doncaster. Yeah, right. Okay, well, thanks very much again, Gareth. And um, No problem, we'll Dave. We'll catch You're up next week. Thanks very yeah, much. Yeah, we'll catch up next week. Cheers, Dave. Cheers. Now, Gareth, I think you might have forgotten to tell me something. In all the excitement of what's been happening at Truro City in the past seven days, what is it? Yeah, some really good news, Dave. Stuart Yatnu, I think... The word legend is bandied about in sport and football far too much. But 
I think it would be fair to say that that, that Yetz is that sums him up perfectly. Um, a long playing career with Truro, part of the Vars winning squad, incredible record of seventy two goals in a season, including a double hat trick. Um, you know, the kind of thing that probably will never be beaten. Um, spent some time away, then came back. Now part of Paul Watton's coaching team, or Paul Watton's right hand man, really. Um, so on Thursday night, we announced that that Stuart had, had signed a new contract. I did, I did a piece with him on Wednesday evening, um, you know, and he's super happy to be back. We're we're glad to have him. Um, real positive messages for the fans as well. Spoke of, about his, you know, his, his his love of Truro and his story, and it was really really interesting to chat to him about all that stuff. So um, it, it, it's it's a great positive move for for the club. I, I think um, it's been Paul's assistant for for a number of years now. Um, I didn't ask him if he's actually officially retired yet because he has been named on the bench yeah. a couple of times this season. I don't think he's actually played any minutes. Um, but I didn't say to him, because I think he's 38 now, I didn't say to him, are you actually officially retired? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure for some players, that's a big step that is to actually say, no, I, I can't do it anymore. But um, but no, so uh, yeah, Stuart's staying around um, as Paul Watton's assistant on a long-term deal, which, which is just, like I say, just fantastic news for the football club. A, a, a proper legend at Truro City as well. You know, he said to me that, when he first started playing, some of those young children that came along and now grown men, yeah. he said that's a little bit scary, really, because I think he first signed in long before I came to Cornwall, but 2004, 2005. I think Kevin Heaney was yeah, was with Truro then. It must, I think it was Steve Massey that was the manager at the time, if yeah. memory serves yeah, me yeah. right. And, you know, Stuart was... I'd almost made it in the pro game. He'd like dropped out of the program playing for Tiverton, you know, took a, took a chance dropping down a number of levels. And he admitted that when we spoke on Wednesday, that it was a bit of a gamble, but uh, Willsey came along with him as well. And, 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 you know, like he said, it took one or two players to go and then lots of others did as well. And well, the rest is history, as they say, you know, who can ever forget that day at Wembley when you know, Truro won the FA Vars against AFC a Tottenham game that you know you were commentating on, Dave, and that must have been a real special moment to, to actually commentate on on that game. I'm almost a little bit envious of you for that, actually. Mm. But yeah, so like I say, some really, really positive news, um, and from from a, a true club legend that's uh, sticking around for a little while longer. Well, that's great news. Um, let's hope. Well, let's hope uh, that that news uh, makes all the fans a bit chirpier after. Um, you know, a, a few months where it's been a bit quiet, isn't it? And, um, and of course, we're still hoping, well, we're still looking forward to that day when the club really is back at home in Cornwall and in Truro. So that's uh, great news to end this week with Gareth. And this time, I really have got to go to talk to Rappo, okay? Yeah, off you go, Dave, off you go. <laughs> Yep, thanks to Gareth there, um, bringing us up to date with, uh, well, mainly things on the pitch, um, the two games they've played since last week. Uh, um, lo- there's been lots going on off the pitch, Rappo, isn't there, this week with, um, yeah. you know, the move to Taunton. That is a definite now. We know that uh, after all the speculation last week, uh, they will be playing their remaining matches at Taunton, uh, the remaining home matches that is at uh, Taunton. Um I don't know. 
you know, it, it's never a dull moment with Truro City, is it? <laughs> no, it, it is like it, well, if it was a movie, Deeks, you know, you you wouldn't <laughs> believe some of it, would you? But I got to say, Deeks, I I love Taunton's Grove, mate. You know, I don't know about you, but, uh, was it Wordsworth Drive, and yeah, it Deeks? That's I, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there earlier in the season when I think Rachel and Viv went shopping in Taunton Deeks. I went to watch that Taunton. Braintree game, mate. And uh, there's something about it, Deeks, that ground. You know, it's just a proper football ground, isn't it? Like, and, you know, I, I personally, I mean, obviously, you know, we're moving further away from Toro, but the old the old things just, you know, like playing at Parkway and, and Torquay and everything, Deeks, just, just get this season out of the way, isn't it, mate? And get back to Toro, mate. And, you know, hopefully all this will be forgotten, Deeks. You know, just, just keep, Keep, you know, keep the place in the National League South, you know, yeah. get the games done at Taunton. And, you know, it's a nice place to watch the football match, Deeks, isn't it? I know it's a couple of hours from Toro. It's not ideal, mate, but, you know, nice afternoon out. If you can get a few, <laughs> you know, fans through the gate, Deeks, trying to take, a po- trying to take the positives from it, Deeks. But, but, yeah, nice football ground, mate. And, you know, just... Hopefully, get a few good results there for City Deeks and st- you know stay in the league and and just get back to Toro and it mate next yeah, season. Yeah, uh, like you say, a nice yeah nice place to go and watch a game of football. And, and yeah. obviously, I, you know we've got to mention the fact that Gareth, like yourself, Rappo, you you take your wife to a football game. Well, you know Gareth did it as well. Bournemouth against Doncaster, but she didn't watch many yeah. many more after that. I don't know why. <laughs> No, I'm quite lucky, Deeks. You know, Rachel's was brought up with football, you know, with her dad and everything, Deeks. You know, obviously, like Mike Penaligan, you know, he's a pretty successful manager, did a treble at Sticker and that, Deeks, back in the day. And I think he managed St. Austell for a bit, you know. Was it Riviera Coasters, Deeks? Yeah. Was it? Do you remember yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Mike, you know, he, he won quite a bit. He was a good manager, mate. Had some good players playing for him mate but um but yeah yeah I mean yeah like like Gareth said mate you know we're we're old romantics mate and we you know like <laughs> now, now to treat a lady <laughs> take a, I gotta say things Rachel really enjoyed it mate we, we was lucky actually mate because you know everything you know we was told about Hereford was nice Deeks you know that that luckily the weather was all right mate we had blue skies and Rach enjoyed the you know it was like a miniature York really Deeks I thought you know nice sort of oldie worldy medieval type of you know buildings and stuff Deeks lovely lovely town mate or city or whatever it is it's got a cathedral I think Deeks on it so but um but yeah, it was lovely, Deeks. And then obviously he went to Edgar Street, Deeks. It's right next to the town as well, mate. It's like a three-minute walk from the town, which you don't usually get these days, do you, with all the no. big stadiums and all now. So so that was lovely, mate. And and I loved it, Deeks. You know, it was like a proper knackered old football <laughs> ground, you know, <laughs> ex-football league ground. Plenty of character, mate. The stand we sat in was like right, well, it backed onto the main road, Deeks, and it was right looking over the pit. You know, it was like overhanging the pitch, like near <laughs> enough. It's yeah, cracking seats we had, mate, and and got to see a brilliant game as well, Deeks. You know, Hereford one five two, cracking game, mate, and um, yeah, it was a really good day. It was Deeks, really really good day, and yeah, yeah, Rachel really enjoyed it as well, mate. So oh, right. yeah, but we was three numbers out on the fifty fifty, which Ooh. upset her a bit, mate, for four hundred quid, but Ooh. that would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. That would have yeah. been a really good yeah. birthday present. It would have, wouldn't it, Deeks? Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice, mate. But uh, yeah, but no, lo- lovely day it was, mate. You know, and um, 
you know. Like Gareth said, mate, you know, I think I think more blokes should take their wife to the football, mate. Get some brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a whole whole new subject, that one is. But um, but b- b- before we leave Truro City, um, good to hear that Stuart Yetton has uh, uh, had his contract renewed. So he's with the club for a little bit yeah. longer. Well, longer term contract by sounds of it. So he's with the club for a few more centuries yet. Yeah, that's brilliant. It? It's good news. I mean, Yetz is like either Truro proper club legend then he digs for what he did on the field and you know obviously best finisher I've seen digs down here I've got to say mate na- just natural finishing you know like that season yet said those 72 goals digs you know I got to see City quite a bit that season you had a, quite a few mates playing you know obviously Willsey and Goals and like Oops and you know Lenny was manager and obviously Webby you know I I knew a lot of those lads so I watched quite a few games when when I could Deeks and you know yeah so he's like stood out mate he's finishing he, he, he was some finisher Deeks wasn't he like you know I don't think I've seen a better natural finisher in Cornwall in the last you know 20 25 years Deeks so yeah, yeah, proper club legend, Diggs, and, um, you know, along with Watsy, mate, you know, got their sort of new long-term contract, so that'll go hand in hand, you know, with the new ground, Diggs, and, you know, future's bright, hopefully, mate, isn't it, for City? Well, we hope so. We hope so, and uh, yeah. it'll be it'll be nice for it to return home, put it that way. Yeah, it will. It will, Diggs, won't it? And on the pitch, Diggs, you know, good point the other night at Taunton. I listened to Watsy's interview, Diggs, and well, I listened to Rob Dre's interview as well, mate. You know, Taunton's head of football as well, because I do like Taunton, mate, as a club. So I do sort of look out for him a bit. And I think they said exactly the same thing, Diggs, didn't they? Taunton had the best of the first half, Toro best of the second half. Both of them happy to walk away with a point on an horrible evening, wasn't it? So, <laughs> Hopefully they can, you know, take that into this week, Diggs, into the next game. Okay, well, that's Truro City for us. From the National League South through to the St. Piran League, this is the place to be. On to Mosul. And uh, no Pablo this week um, because of my um, jolt away. uh, We we weren't able to coincide talking to each other. But um, great win last Saturday, Froome 3-2. Brilliant, Deeks. Yeah, really, really lovely to see that, mate, wasn't it? Mosul getting a, a great result like that after a little blippy... Pa- Is that a word, Deeks? Blippy? Blippy. Yeah. Sounds, like, uh, sounds like a telly tubby, mate, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> but, no, you know, after a little sort of, you know, wow, you know, dodgy patch, mate, and and superb to see Goldie back, Deeks, you know, to be honest, Deeks, wasn't it? Who obviously, you know, he's had so much bad luck, mate, and he... Yeah, poor old Goldie, mate, injuries. And he obviously makes a difference to him, mate, doesn't he, on and off the pitch. And, you know, such a great lad. And, you know, it's a tough league, Dicks, isn't it? You know, you, you'd love to see him have a sniff at the playoffs, wouldn't you? But if that doesn't happen, mate, it's, it's not a disaster to finish top half, Dicks, is it? After getting promoted first season in step four football, I'd still say that's quite a successful season. And and the club's in brilliant hands, Dicks, isn't it? You know, looking at the... Highlights, you know, from the game last Saturday, brilliant win against Froome, mate, and and seeing all those top guys, you know, around the dugout, Dicks, you know, you, you know, you got Ashy there, mate, Fletch, you know, Andy, 
great coach. And then you've got Jack and Charlie as well. You know, you've got you got some proper football brains there, mate, haven't you? So I think the future is really bright for Mosul as well, Dix, didn't you? Yeah. I think you said last week, you know, even if they just stabilise themselves in the league this season and, and have another crack at it next season, isn't it, mate? Not a disaster, is it? No, that's right. And I think that's what people have got to accept to some extent. It, yeah. This is the, the, the issue you have, isn't it? When you're very successful for, I don't know, three, four years, whatever, it takes a bit for people to realise that you can't keep doing it every season. And so some people do get a bit touchy, don't they, when, when you have a, a bit of a, a slump. Yeah, that's that's right, Deeks. Yeah, exactly. Totally agree with you, mate. You know that it's a difficult league. Deeks. Yeah, you look at some of the teams in that league, Deeks. Is you know, if you score report, Deeks, I think you give Mo. You know, I think you give Mo a decent B, wouldn't you, at the moment, mate? You know, for what they're doing. You know, had a had a fantastic. I think you probably had a bit of a false start, really, mate, because they had a brilliant start, Deeks, didn't they? Top yeah. of the league and yeah. and everything like that. And uh, you know, it's it's a difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult division, Deeks. You know. And, you know, I, I think they're doing all right, mate. I, I think they're in a good place and really good win against Froome, Deeks. I mean, did you see the goals, Deeks? You know, a couple of great goals. No, I'm not you know, I, to I see thought, them yet. Great first goal, mate, from the lad, uh, the new signing, you know, lad Beards more, more is it, Deeks? You know, he, mm-hmm. I mean, he was off the ground, Deeks. He, he, I mean, he volleyed one into the corner. He had both his feet off the ground. So that's that's a good, great technique, that is, mate. Don't get many of them. And and, uh, and obviously, Aiden, mate, he'd lovely finish, mate, with his pace, went round the keeper and really narrow angle, but he finished it lovely and crisp, like, you know. So, yeah, re- really good performance that was, Deeks. Because, you know, Froome were right up there, Deeks, didn't they? So that was a great confidence you know, boosting win for the Seagulls, Dick, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, great also. I think it does help, though, when you get those early goals, doesn't it? Because I think uh, both the, the first two goals were in, what, the first quarter of an hour, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Dick. makes so much difference, doesn't it, to the, to the you know, the, the outcome of the game. You know, I know they say, oh, score that first goal. and But it but I know it's a bit of a cliche, but it, it's so true, Dick, isn't it? It just puts you in such a better position because, you know, you know if you don't, you've got a score two goals at least don't you to win the game you? you've got to come come back so getting that first goal confidence boosting and then they was a bit lucky with the second goal good cross from the left and you know went in off a off a defender Deeks you know like you said mate 2-0 up in quarter hour you, you're just flying then Deeks aren't you yeah that's right yeah Hayden Turner with the other two wasn't it yeah well um, I think Beardsmore scored the first one mate yeah um, but Hayden got the, the other top- two didn't he Oh, have they put it down to Aiden? Oh, well, you have a look at the eye. Looked at own goal to me, Deeks. Oh, right, right. The second goal, mate. I mean, I've only watched it once quickly, Deeks, so I might, I might be I might be doing Aiden a disservice, mate. But, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd, pro- I'd probably try and claim that. I anyway, was going to say, you would have claimed it, wouldn't you? Without a doubt, Deeks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, if Aiden didn't get a touch, he certainly put him off, mate. Anyway, you know, he was there, you know, to... But it, yeah, it looked to me as if it sort of went a little bit behind Aiden and went in off the defender. But but yeah, you know, you've got to claim that, mate, haven't you? As a striker, Diggs. Fair play. Fair. Good to hear. Good to hear. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so that was a 3-2 win against Froome. Um, uh, this Saturday, well, they've got another team in the uh, in the top of the table playoff sort of positions, Cribs. Yeah, that'd be a tough one, Dick. So they're, they're going well, Cribs, mate, isn't they? They're they're I think they're a really sort of ambitious type club, aren't they, Cribs, Dick? So they 
because obviously their first team, well, se- second digs in the league, mate. Second in the league beyond Wimbledon, there. I, did, I didn't. Re- I thought they was fourth, fourth or fifth, but mm. they're um, bloody hell, mate. They're only a, they're only a point behind Wimbledon, second place. So, twenty one games, Deeks only had two defeats. So yeah, crikey, another another t- I mean, they're ambitious club, Deeks. You know, I think they're going well in the Southern League, and they, and they got a team in the Western League as well, Deeks, aren't they? Their reserves. Oh yeah, they're yeah, in the West. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, t- two teams playing a, a good standard of football, Dick. So they're obviously a pretty progressive uh, club, mate, isn't they? Yeah. And handy yeah. for your shopping as well, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, mate, talking of women and football, Dick, <laughs> uh, that is an handy one, isn't it? If you want to go to watch it, if you want to go into the Port Mosel on Saturday, Dick, yeah, that's a good good time to do it, mate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drop, drop them off at Cribs, mate, and go and watch your football. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Western League, uh, well, um, Helston go marching on. Yeah, good to see Diggs for Helston, mate, isn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, I th- I, well, did, did you, I think I tipped them start of the season. I think, did you tip them as well, Diggs? Did we both tip them start of the season? I'm not sure I tipped did anyone, did I? I don't know. I don't know, mate. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not sure you did in the end, Diggs, but uh, yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, I thought it might be Alston's season, Deeks, after, you know, well, I mean, great season last season with a cut double, but I thought the league might be Koozie's priority this season. And, you know, that, yeah, doing well, Deeks, and they, yeah, like you say, go marching on, mate. Another another good result up at Nail C Deeks, wasn't it? And, you know, an away win, a clean sheet, and, and another win in, in midweek in the Cup. So all things going well, aren't they, for the Blues, mate? Yeah, talking about um, weather conditions this week, it looked pretty horrible as well at uh, Helston on Tuesday, didn't it? Yeah, it did, didn't it, mate? I, I've not actually seen their highlights yet, Dick. So I'm, I've, I've been working all week, so I haven't had time to look at Helston's eye, but, but I did see the, the photo of it. Mass looked a bit wet there, didn't he, up in the gantry? <laughs> well, I was going to say, he was in, inside the gantry and he's looked, he looked as wet as... Yeah. Uh, well, not as wet as Dan <laughs> Hart, though. Dan Hart on the touchline for uh, manager of uh, Buckland. He looked absolutely yeah. soaked. Did he? Flipping out, mate. Yeah, I mean the old uh, managers deserve a medal in this weather, oh, don't they? Yeah. I think I'd, I'd be one of them sitting the dugout managers. I think, mate, in this weather, I think. Thanks. Does it really? <laughs> I'd, I'd let the assistant yeah. go and do the talking. Sorry, do, does it confuse the players? Do you think if there's too much shouting coming from the touchline or what? Yeah, I was never a big fan of it, Diggs, really. You know, I, I always preferred a manager that would, would sort of sort you out half time or whatever, Diggs. You know, if it, things won't go and well. I know the odd thing's got to be tweaked a bit, maybe, like, but, but yeah, I, I didn't really like a vocal manager sort of trying to, you know, you see like Arteta Diggs, don't you? Arsenal, oh. he's like, oh, he's, he's, he's running up and down the touchline, playing the game. Yeah, he, sh- he shouldn't be allowed to do yeah. what he does, to be honest. Nah. No, nah, that that would do me head in, Dukes. I think, mate. I used to. I mean, Trev used to shout at you a bit, mate. And but you know, I used to like. I used to like Ray. To be honest, Dukes, you know Ray's way of doing. You know, Ray Nick. You'd hardly hear Ray, mate. You know, you'd hardly hear him shout at all during the half. You just, you know, if he was playing rubbish or whatever, you'd just look over at him and he'd just be rubbing his chin. You know, <laughs> and you think, oh, you know. But half time, mate. You know, you come in and he would have a pad full of stuff for you. And he'd go, look, look, Rappo, you know, you're not holding it up. You know, the defender's nicking it off you. We're, you know, moves are breaking down here. I want more from you. And 
you know, you're not running into the chat, you know, you know, he would tell you stuff you probably knew anyway, Deeks, like, but, but like he would, he would do it at half time, Deeks, you know, he wouldn't be mm. sort of digging you out in front of 500 people screaming <laughs> at you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I prefer that type of management really, Deeks, if I'm honest. Right. Well, yeah, that was, uh, we got onto that because of, uh, Helston's midweek game. That was a Les Phillips cup, uh, uh, quarterfinal, I guess it was, wasn't it? Um, they beat uh, yes. Buckland 3-2, so that into the semis. And, uh, of course, the holders for that uh, trophy um, were Elst uh, last Saturday. Well, if we go back to last Saturday, uh, St. Blasey, I think, uh, lost like, late on, didn't they? Uh, they lost uh, yeah. or ended up going down 3-2 to Street uh, after such a great win against Farmworth a couple of days before. All right, Deeks, no need to rub it in, mate. <laughs> who's it they beat um, for, no someone uh, begins with F um, not... <laughs> nah you're quite right Diggs. yeah fantastic result wasn't it against Falmouth Diggs for Blazy and they to be fair Diggs they've had a brilliant start to the year haven't they you know gone up to Cleveland didn't they when they was top and you know 1-1-0 one, one, great goal from, from Reese, mate wasn't it and yeah, I mean, they've had some... Well, I watched the Barnstable game, mate. Me and Ben watched them beat Barnstable, mate, at home. And was that 2-1, was it, Deeks? You know, they've had a great start to the year, Blazy. So I was a bit disappointed when I heard that result, Deeks, weren't you? To be honest, mate, it was a pretty bad day for all the Cornish teams, really, mate, wasn't it? more Or most of them. Obviously, you know, like Torpoint lost at Barnstable, Deeks, didn't they? Two weeks running and... yeah. You know, Formos did well, didn't they? You know, glad they bounced back, Diggs, from that, you know, result you was just talking about at Blazy. That, that was a good 2 0 win, wasn't it? Against mm-hmm. Brixham. I think you speak to Westy later on, don't you? But, and Alston did well at Nailsea, but, but Salt Ash as well, Diggs, that was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? 3 1 at home to Oldland, mate. I thought they might have won that one. Yeah, it's funny things happening with Salt Ash, isn't it, really? They just yeah. can't quite seem to get it all together, can they? No, no, quite right, Diggs. They sort of get a positive result, mate, and then and then they get a couple of... You know, they, they take, like, one step forward and then a couple mm. back again, Diggs, don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 14th in the league, Diggs. You know, played 23 games and only won four. You know, I think that says it all, really. You know, you, I was expecting a bit more, weren't you, really? But, you know, I th- they got a good bloke, you know, good manager there, mate, you know. I think they should obviously keep the faith, mate, with Macca. You know, I'm sure he'll get it right, Deeks. But, but like you said, mate, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it, Salt Ash? Mate? I'll, I'll never have put them down to be 14th in the league in, in February, Deeks, would you, really? No, that's right. And uh, we've got to mention that the final one that uh, had a game on Saturday, Millbrook, they went down 8-0 at Clevedon. Uh, yeah. Well, that was always going to be a tough uh, game. So um, Clevedon had the bounce back at some stage. Um, but this Saturday, uh, I mean, in yeah. the league, what have we got? League action, we have got... Uh, um, who have we got? Uh, we got oh yes, Helston against Saltash and Millbrook against St Blasey, yeah. isn't it? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair play to Millbrook, Diggs. So, you know, two 0 up at Falmouth in midweek, Diggs. Yeah. I mean, I had my usual text off Nige, mate, and he went one. You know, after about three minutes, I was at work, and Nige went one 0 Millbrook. I went, oh crikey, that's a, that's a bit of a shock, but you know, at least it's early. And then about ten minutes later, he went. 2-0 Milbrough. <laughs> I said, no, I said, it's not April Fool's Day, mate. It's not April Fool's Day. And he went, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. I thought, oh, crikey. But, um, but yeah, you know, bounced back well in the end. In the end, Deeks, didn't it? You know, obviously with this Saturday, 
coming up, mate. I suppose the important thing was to just get through it, you know, get three points and no injuries on it, really, Diggs, off the town, I suppose. Yeah. Really. That's right. So d- does that mean Sip Blazy need to be weary of going to Millbrook Saturday? Yeah, yeah, I think so, Diggs. You know, I mean, you know, they're obviously capable, mate, and they, you know, they beat Salt Ash, didn't they, you know, around around Christmas time and, you know, t- to take a 2-0 lead at four, they, they must have something about them, Dicks, you know, they're just shipping so many goals, mate, isn't they? It's just, you know, like er- earlier on in the season, they couldn't score, could they? And now they seem like they can get a few goals, but they're just letting so many in, isn't they? So, hmm. I mean, Blazy will obviously go there. You know, they've been in great form really up until Saturday, Dicks, haven't they? They'll go there full of confidence, but... But yes, yeah, you got to be wary of it. I think, Diggs. Yeah, it's a possible banana skin, mate, isn't it? Really, I think. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. uh, that's the league action on Saturday: Helston against Sod Ash, Millbrook against St Blazy. Uh, as far as Cornish clubs go, um, but there's an FA Vaz match, isn't there? Farmer Town are at yeah. Jersey Bulls. Shall we hear from some now? People are going to say, I know what's going to be said, that I'm biased towards Falmouth against certain other Western League clubs, but it's the fifth round in the FA Vaz. We've got to milk it, haven't we, Rapper? Exactly, Deeks. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we love the FA. Well, pr- probably you more than me, even, Deeks. You know, you, you love the FA Vaz, Deeks, don't you? You know, you, you've you followed it for a long time and, you know, I've been lucky enough to play quite a few games in it. It, it is a special competition, Deeks, isn't it? And, Especially when you get to this stage, Deeks, you know, last 16 of a, a big national competition takes a bit of doing against the quality of opposition you're playing. And, you know, what a what a massive day for the club, for the form of Deeks. And, and you're there, Deeks, aren't you? You'll be there for it. <laughs> yes, mate. that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a bit je- I'm a bit jealous, mate, if I'm honest. Right. Yes, I am here. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually in my bedroom at the moment doing this recording. So uh, I haven't really seen much of Jersey at the moment, but... Uh, but a man that can tell us a bit more about Jersey, uh, both the, the island and the football club, is the uh, Jersey Evening Post sports reporter, Elliot Corbell. And uh, thanks to Elliot for, uh, well, bringing us, uh, giving us a little bit of info about the, the things we need to know. Now, let's get a bit of a, an insight into what uh, Farmer Town supporters, as much as players, might be getting on, on Saturday. As we all know, they're off to Jersey. And, um, well, I'm uh, lucky enough to speak to someone uh, who's based over there. It's Elliot Corbell, Jersey Evening Post Sports Reporter. Is that right, Elliot? That's right. Hi, Dave. Great to have, great to have me on. Thanks so much. Right, Elliot, we want to know a bit more, not so much about the team and all that sort of thing, because you're not going to give us any secrets, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's a load of supporters coming over. They've chartered a plane, would you believe it? And um, mm-hmm. there's others as well. I'm coming over on, you know, during the week as well. So tell us about what we can expect from St. Helier and, and Jersey and all that sort of thing, first of all. Uh, well, first things first, I, I've read that story about the chartering the plane and things like that. It's just the most fantastic story. That's exactly what football's all about. Fans showing their passion to support their team, especially away from home. So I think that's amazing, first of all. Um, what can you expect from Jersey? Um, a beautiful place. We're, we're very lucky here. A beautiful island surrounded by water everywhere. Great food, great pubs, great restaurants. Um, uh, Springfield Stadium is... Um, is fantastic big uh big seated stand on one side and um 
standing area around the rest of the three quarters, um, a 4G pitch, uh, which which I suppose some clubs have, some don't, but that's that's a luxury that we have. Um, and, uh, and a team that's competing in uh, the fifth round, which is as far as Jersey Bulls have ever got in the FA Vars. So a team that will be right up for it, I'm sure, which you guys will be as well. Yeah, that's right. And... Uh... What's the excitement level like at the moment? We're talking on Monday, so it's the beginning beginning of the Vaz week. You know, is there a buzz yet or not? There certainly is. Um, plenty of tickets have been sold already. Hundreds, as far as we're aware, here. Um, the the Bulls have been uh, are sitting in a pretty good place in in their league at the moment. Um, so they're off the back of a decent win on the weekend. Um, uh, started to hit a little bit of form and um, th- these cup competitions th- they take very seriously you know every away game for for us is a is a trip overseas basically so it's an opportunity for um, <clears throat> you know the fans to really get behind it but also welcoming um, the teams from the mainland over here is is a special thing that we get to do and every team that comes over brings fans and they're always up for it and they always stay for a weekend and make a bit of a trip out of it so um it's uh it's it's going to be a it's going to be a big day there's going to be a lot of people there and they'll be right up for it i'm sure right and it's a, well it's it's quite a quite a story really isn't it and it's quite a, a short story so far isn't it i mean jersey bulls <laughs> itself was only formed what five five six seasons ago wasn't it yeah around there yeah correct and they, they've applied to you know to get into the english football league system so mm-hmm. what does an away game feature for for jersey bulls they have to fly over so how do they do it you know what's the logistics of it yeah, uh, it's um, it's through funding from um, from Jersey Football, from Jersey Sports. Um, yeah, like you said, you know they've got to get on a plane. They've got to um, if they if they stay a night, they've got to have a hotel. It's uh, so it's it's fiddly. Um, sponsorship, <laughs> I think, is cru- <laughs> sponsorship is crucial in in the process of it. But um, it's something that you know the um, the Jersey Football Association and Jersey Sport in general were um, you know wary of, and all of our sports teams are in the same place. We've got a, a thrive rugby section at the moment as well which have to do the exact same thing for all of their games so uh, sponsorship crucial and funding from uh, the governing body of Jersey Sport and Jersey Football yeah and is it right that uh, the football team have to put up the the visiting side um, you know they pay their expenses as such I think I think it's part of the deal. Yeah, uh, I I don't know the specific figures off the top of my head in terms of how that works, but I believe there is some subsidiary there. Yeah, right. So it's quite a well, quite quite a venture as such. And what's the ambition of of the football club over there? As to, to to go as high as possible. I think when they um <clears throat> when they first applied for the league, it was to have the Jersey side as a, you know, a fully fledged English league club, you know, the precedent was set by Guernsey. Uh, I think it was around about 10 years ago when they applied and were accepted into, into the league, the exact same way that we've done following them a few years later. And, um, it has, it's been a heck of a journey so far. We, um, we were um, we were set for a promotion in our first season, which was void by COVID. The team, had, I think they won something ridiculous, like 28 out of 28 of their league games in that first season. And then COVID voided the whole season, naturally. So it was uh, that was a bit of a damp squid at the mm. end of all that. And, um, and the following season was void as well. So it's been a... It was a bit of a frustrating start, and then now it's kind of really settled down. And um, <clears throat> the the Bulls have 
found their league in the um, the Premier Division they're in. They're they're doing well. They've got they've got a strong side. You know, sitting in the playoffs at the moment. Um, with uh, picked up the home formers of recent, and they're looking to make a real run at promotion towards the end of the season. And the manager uh, Gary Freeman, he's been there since the beginning of it all, hasn't he? He has. Gary's a legend, um, a fantastic guy as well. Really good football brain, um, well respected throughout the island in sport in general. Um, knows what he's talking about. Um, you know, he's got the respect of all the players and whatnot, and he's been incredibly successful. You can't take it away from him. So how big a squad do the Bulls have? Because presumably some of these away games, especially like midweek, you know, the players, they've got jobs, obviously, so not all of them can make it, I guess. They make a real conscious, and again, all all sports we have over here have have a similar problem where if you're going to um, commit to playing for the team there has to be a level of commitment of giving up work time and things like that and I know there will be guys who have deals with their jobs um, personally I, um, I'm in the cricket world outside of work and um, I know guys who represent the Jersey national side have deals with their jobs for when they get to take time off to go away and travel and represent the island so they're but certainly it's it's challenging um, <clears throat> training in the evenings as well these guys have jobs and that's the same for most guys our playing level I imagine but um, the away days I think there is deals done with their jobs in, in, in order for, for that to happen I believe Right and in the Vaz this season as as you said um, they've reached the fifth round uh, it's been pretty tight results though hasn't it they haven't sort of you know hammered anyone as such no, no, they've made, they've uh, they've made it interesting. Yeah, they're, they're going for a high, they're going for a highlight reel of a cup round. I think um, a tight tight win against Holyport in the first round away. Same in the third round. Um, sorry, sorry, Holyport in the second round, two one away win, one nil away at Harefield in the third round. The fourth round was a bonkers game that went to penalties, um, which which we won on penalties. Um, so yeah, it's not 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 made it easy for us at all, no. <laughs> no, obviously like playing clubs which uh, started with the letter H, wasn't it? But uh, <laughs> that that run is over now. So uh, you said that they've come back into form. Have they had a bit of a sticky sp- uh, patch or what? I think the criticism has been unfair. Uh, the um, oh, sack the you, manager is it or what? The- Sorry, say that again. Is it sack the manager or what? No, it can't be. Absolutely not. <laughs> the, um, like the the if if we if we're going into it a little bit more, there, there's been a, a real injury hit <clears throat> for this season. Um, has been you know a lot of clubs go through it, um, and we have as well. You know, we've had costly injuries at crucial times. A few of the boys have been out for decent lengths of time now as well, which shake things up. There's a lot of younger lads in the squad, but there was a little period where. Um, yeah, they were struggling to find the back of the net and whatnot, but they were still getting results. And um, you know, I've I've always thought the sign of a good team is is a team who can win even when they're not playing at their best. And they've mm. they've managed to dig out those results and striker Lorne Bickley's been on red hot form this season. There's a, a name you can put to to the Falmouth players to keep their eye out for. He um, bagged a hat trick on the weekend as well, but. They um they're you know sitting in fourth in 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 our league and in the playoff positions and and looking good and I think people could be quick to look at results in isolation rather than an entire season. Yeah, and and certainly in the uh, what are they in the Premier South of the combined counties league, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean Farnham are running away with it, aren't they? They haven't dropped a point yet. 
Yeah, they they, uh, they look like a bit of a big fish in a small pond at the moment. Yeah, I think they're um, I think they're comfortably the the best side in the league, and you, yeah, you don't need to look too much further than <laughs> I think it's seventeen or eighteen wins out of eighteen. So that and they've conceded something crazy like fifteen goals or so. So yeah, they're um, I think they're pretty nailed on for the automatic uh, promotion spot, and it'll be a. Uh, but the four teams that are currently in the playoff places are are really really uh, closely matched so it's going to be an exciting end to the season if the Bulls can finish in the playoffs it'll be a it'll be a heck of a playoff um, playoff series for sure yeah I, I like the playoff uh, idea to be mm. honest although mm. although second place sides that have also run away with it it's not fair on them I guess so it, it's got its pros and, and cons isn't it but uh, mm. it mm. adds to the excitement the same as the FA Vars and I mean over here the FA Vars, I mean, Farmouth, um, one of their best runs was back in 1986, I think it was, 87 season, when they when they reached the quarterfinals. But there's certainly, you know, the, the, since the, the last game they, they won in the, in the Vars, the, the suggestion was, well, it'd be nice to have a home tie. Uh, obviously, you know, that that's what well, helps the chances going through into the next round. But if we're not at home, the supporters were suggesting they would like to go to Jersey. So that's not a bad uh, compromise, is it? No, not at all. And like I said at the start, you know, just an amazing effort all round to show the commitment to charter the plane and, and come over anyway, even with the uh, the rise of the flight costs, which I saw, which, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's phenomenal commitment. And I'm sure it's going to be a, a, an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Lorne Bickley there. He got a hat-trick on Saturday. Um, what about the – there was also an early red card, wasn't there? Is that going to affect? Uh, this coming Saturday or not? Is that player going to be out or what? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you don't I know. I don't know. From <laughs> my head. I, I think because it was a league game, I wonder if it only actually affects the league, I think. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a bit crazy this because I, I, I actually yeah. spoke to the Farmouth manager during the week and uh, uh, they had a game where they had quite a few yellow cards involved and uh, mm. the manager was fairly confident those yellow cards wouldn't count. But uh, there seems to be a bit of a, a bit of a void as to who knows quite exactly what the eligibility is when uh, discipline yeah. comes into it. So uh, we'll wait and see on that I, one. <laughs> I know there is one there is one player who will be suspended due to picking up a couple of yellow cards in the vase yeah um so, so there will be one um well, but i'm not actually sure about harry curtis right well that's the same for falmouth uh, tom and is suspended uh, for two yellows received in the vase so uh, uh unfortunate for those players but um just very quickly uh you know thanks for sparing the time but um just a few other routine questions how far is the airport from st helia <laughs> Well, nowhere in Jersey is far away. It's <laughs> tiny. So um, um, 15, 20 minute drive max, maybe right. half an hour and a bit of traffic. <laughs> okay. And if you're staying in the middle of St. Helier, how far is the football ground from the centre of, oh. of the town? Of the town, minutes. Minutes walk. Minutes, right. And what's yep. the weather yep. like over there? Uh, at the moment, it's it's okay. It's been a we had some snow a couple of weeks ago, but it's starting to warm up. So hopefully, we get a bit of sunshine for you. Right. And how long's the flight? Oh, uh, half an hour, if that. Oh, it's a little bit longer than that, isn't it? Sure. A little, little bit longer. <laughs> where, where, where are you? Sorry, where are you flying from? Uh, well, uh, the the supporters are flying from Newquay. I'm actually flying from Exeter, so. Uh, um, I think it's about maybe. 50 minutes I think or something like that oh, so. okay. maybe, maybe slightly longer then yeah <laughs> uh, and 
any pubs you you know would like to recommend or not? Sports reporter, you must spend late nights in there. I would have thought. No, of course not. I'm a professional, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in. Where was I the other night? I was in a, a nice pub with my friend um, Kings Bar. Kings good Bar, one. right? The town that they do some nice cocktails in there. <laughs> if you're if you're interested in your your cocktails, there's um there's a fantastic new uh, new bar called the Melting Pot that's just opened in um in in, uh, in the Weybridge. Which is uh, which is fantastic, right? Okay. Well, look. Thanks very much, Elliot, for giving us uh, a bit of a feel as to what uh, we can expect on Saturday. I, I've seen that the, the club over there is sort of pushing for tickets to be purchased before Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you know if it's an all-ticket match or is it just the club obviously trying to get as many people, um, you know, organised as possible? I think it's the latter. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a, let's get as many tickets sold as quickly as we can situation, I believe. Right. Okay. Well, look, thanks very much, Elliot, for a a bit of info. And, um, well, you will be there, presumably, will you? Afraid, afraid I won't be. My oh, colleague, both no. My colleagues, uh, no, I, I'm in the UK with my family, I'm afraid. I'm just as disappointed. As, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. I know. Um, I get to come on here and speak to you and I don't even get to be there. But I'm, <laughs> I'm away in the UK with my family, sadly. Um, but I'll be uh, I'll be cheering on a Jersey victory from afar. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> right. Anyway, may the best team win. And thanks very much, Elliot. Too right. Thank you so much, Dave. It's been an absolute pleasure. Good luck for the weekend. He seemed a really nice chap, didn't he, Deeks Elliot, mate? You know, he's uh, seemed a really nice guy, mate. And, you know, obviously Jersey, you know, they're, they're a pretty ambitious club, Deeks, isn't it? And, you know, what they've done already in their sort of short, well, was it 2000? When was they formed, Deeks? 2018. 2018, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, crikey. You know, what they've achieved already in, in six years, mate, it's pretty unbelievable, really, isn't it? And, yeah, yeah, really nice guy, Elliot, mate. It was interesting and enjoyed your chat with him, Deeks. It was uh, nice of him to come on. And shame he can't be there, really, Deeks, <laughs> isn't it, on Saturday? Such a big game. But at least he won't see his team lose, mate, will he? So. <laughs> no, that's right. And, and now we know where we go to celebrate with cocktails as well. So what can be better, eh? <laughs> Exactly, mate. Yeah, he's tipped you off, mate, and he's tipped you off. For a, I'm sure you're all going to have a great time anyway, Deeks, but it's nice to uh, nice to speak to someone in the know, isn't it, mate? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, uh, obviously, it's been quite a major expedition uh, to plan this uh, because of, you know, are you going to fly? Are you going to go by ferry or whatever? Um, Falmouth have done it. They've uh, chartered a plane, uh, an 80-seater plane uh, for the F Troop to come over, and... Uh, now we talk to Charlie Fittus, who's he's involved with it. Good old Charlie. Now then, uh, we've got a man with a very big responsibility coming up on Saturday. Uh, apparently, he's the lead passenger on the uh, Falmouth Town chartered plane to Jersey. Are you wise doing this, Charlie? Uh, if I had to do it over again, I think I'd turn it down, Dave. But um, in for a penny, in for a pound, it's too late to pull out now. <laughs> That's right. Well, first of all, how's it been trying to organise this chartered plane? I mean, uh, it was a, a very brave suggestion, which I, I guess initially no one thought it was possible. Well, we as soon as we got the draw, uh, we were away to Jersey Bulls. Everyone was excited. And then reality set in. How do we get there? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's easier said than done. Um, obviously, the flights um, from Exeter 
to Jersey. They go out Saturday morning, but there's no return, so you have to come back on the Sunday. Mm. Um, you could go up to Heathrow, Gatwick, Luton, which some of our supporters are doing, and also um, they're going from Weymouth and Portsmouth by ferry, <laughs> and rather than the mid. Yeah, that's right. So it's a 70-seater, isn't it, You're, you've chartered? We've got a 70-seater that we've chartered through Western Aviation. Um, very helpful company. Um, Jeff Chambers has been in contact constantly with William Shepard, their coordinator. Um, and at first, I thought, 70 seats? Are we going to fill that? Yeah. And I said that to Jeff, really? And he said, well, it's only £375 each. <laughs> I said, Jeff, that's a lot of money. He said, oh, no, no. Anyway, I thought about it. I thought, I'll, I'll put my name down. A few of us, you know, put our names down. And then he came up with the idea of a bit of crowdfunding, donations, things like that. And I can't thank enough the people that have made donations. Uh, they want to remain anonymous, obviously, a lot of them. Uh, I would, it wouldn't be fair to mention names. Mm. But um, we've raised quite a bit of money and managed to get it down to £300, including the bus from Bickland Park to Newquay and back, Great. and also the coaches in Jersey. Right. And uh, I think the kickoff's even been brought forward, isn't it? So that uh, you've got time afterwards. They did uh, do that for us, Dave. Um, 2.30 kickoff then allows, in case it goes to penalties, which we hope it doesn't, um, at least we've got time then to see the penalties through and maybe have a quick drink. <laughs> Hopefully that 90 minutes will be enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Are, you gonna, are your nerves going to stand penalties and all the organisation? I'm not so sure about that. but, uh, but I yeah. think it'd be too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you say about the donations and the crowdfunding, I think even other clubs have sort of chipped in, haven't they? They have, yes, yes. Yeah, they put in a fair amount to help the supporters get over there. It's it's just amazing, isn't it, really, how the football um, sort of fraternity come together when there's a, a real need to, isn't it? It is, Dave, and it's surprising who the money's come from. and it, It's surprising. I mean, I've got to hand it to David Beard and his daughter, Kerry Beard. Um, they helped uh, Jeff out fantastically going around um, – knocking on doors to get some donations. And without it, uh, it would have been very difficult to fill the plane. But £300, I think everything included, most people are quite happy with that. Mm. And in fact, we've got a waiting list if anyone drops out. Right, okay. And, uh, well, I mean, it's been an amazing response. And I suppose you being responsible, well, you being lead passenger as such, have you got to make sure that everyone's actually on the plane for the trip back or what? Well, I've, I've got to make an announcement on the flight out that the coach will be leaving the ground at 5.15 prompt because if we don't get off the ground from Jersey at half past six, there's big penalties incurred. So waiting for somebody is a no-no. Right. So everyone listening to this, if you're a family town supporter and you're on that plane, make sure you're ready to get back on the coach for the trip back to the airport. Right. Okay. Too true. Right. There was one other thing, Dave, mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to mention. Yesterday, everything, well, we had a panic attack because um, we heard from uh, William Shepard from Western Aviation that Newquay Airport 
had staffing problems and would be closing at 5.30 oh dear. on the Saturday. So the only option then was to divert to Exeter coming back. I had then to contact um, First Turonian, um, who were uh, hiring the coach off, to see if they were willing to go to Exeter, and they agreed. Then, a few hours later, Jeff gets back to me, hold fire. I said, I can't, Jeff. I've already made arrangements. He said, well, it looks like Nuki are going to um, accommodate us, which I got a phone call late last night. Yes, they would. So I contacted First Tronian, and it's all back to Nuki return now. <laughs> a big sigh of relief, I can tell you. Yeah, because that would have added a well a couple hours onto the trip home, wouldn't it, as such? So, oh, yes. And they all want to get back. I mean, yeah. if, if you've lost, you want to get home. And if you uh, if we win which we, fingers crossed, we might do, uh, hopefully we will, um, we want to get back to the clubhouse to celebrate. Right. I was going to say, what do you mean if you lose? Come on. You've got to be realistic in this. Um, every team in the last 16 is a good team. And also they've got the advantage they're playing on a 4G pitch, 3G or 4G. Mm. Uh, our lads train on that, but it's not like playing on it week in, week out. Um we just got to go there. The team that we've got got us to the uh, last 16, and hopefully they'll get us to the last eight. Yeah. And then onwards and upwards. Certainly the last two rounds, uh, Moneyfields and Hartbury, um, difficult, tough ties were expected, but Town came through those two relatively comfortable, didn't they? It's surprising what our side pull out the bag when, when you ask them to. Uh, you know... They are a fantastic squad of players, and um, I just, I just can't believe what we're achieving. <laughs> you know, when you think that the club was on its knees a few years ago. But hats off to Andy Westgarth, the manager. He's really brought this club through, along with the chairman Graham Medlin and a few others. It's been a great. Uh, crusade, really. Yeah, and and that actually is a very good point because not not. Too many people would know that it literally was touch and go, wasn't it? It was close to the wire that Farmer Town would have to move out of Bickland and, well, would it exist? Yes. Well, not as we know it now, but um, as you see, Dave, I mean, you come to Bickland occasionally and um, you can see there's improvements being made all the time. We've got plans for the summer, uh, some more improvements. Um, heaven forbid, if we uh, get promotion, we're going to have to work like <laughs> like Billio. But um, that's another thing. Let's get through this game tonight against Millbrook. Well, obviously, it'll be uh, all done by the time you broadcast this. Yeah. But Jersey Bulls, that's the next game, and that's the game to win. Right. Well, look, great stuff, Charlie. Thanks for coming on the podcast and giving us a, a bit of info about uh, what is happening. How long you supported Farmers? I was taken by my father to the first game in 1962 when I was 10. Right. And um, that was against Oxford United. Uh, that game was the talk of the town. Oh, yeah. The place was packed. Um, my father never took, went again, and I couldn't stop going. Right. I just It was a love affair. And my partner, she says, uh, will you spend more time out at Bickland Park than you do at home? I said, well, I've known Bickland Park a lot longer than you. <laughs> and in all those years, obviously, there's been ups and downs. Where does this FA Vaz run so far rank, would you say, in your memories? 
Well, I, I was on the trip to Bedlington Terriers, which is still a record for the longest journey for an FA competition match. Um, I've been to St. Helens with the club. I've been to quite a few. Um, but in modern history, this has got to be right up there. You know, Jersey Bulls, an overseas football match, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. And uh, let's take it. Yeah. Well, we wish you the best of luck, Charlie. I'm fortunate enough to be out there watching the game as well. So uh, it's going to be a great afternoon. Let's hope it's a great result for Falmouth Town. And thanks very much. Fingers crossed, Dave. Yeah. See you out there. Yeah, Dick's obviously, you know, from, from my sort of, well, what was it, Dick's seven or eight seasons at town, mate, you know. Best days of my life. I know. I know Charlie really well, mate. And what what a lovely bloke he is, mate. He's a, he's a he's a town legend. He is. He's proper proper town legend. Charlie is, mate. And you know, God knows how many games he would have watched over the years at Bickland, mate. And 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 away as well, mate. Charlie was always there, Diggs. And I hope you know. I hope Charlie. Well, nineteen sixty-two. I think he said, mm. Diggs, the nearest. Yeah. yeah, ten years old. So, yeah, a bit like me, Diggs, and my dad. You know, I think he took me to Bickland when I was seven or eight, mate. And I, you know, like Charlie, mate, just fell in love with the place, mate. And you know, I just hope Charlie, mate, and all the F Troopers have a have a fantastic weekend, Diggs, and you know. A, a memorable experience and you know obviously the right result was one Deeks but it's a big responsibility really for Charlie Deeks isn't it you know so I hope, um, hope no one has too many beers and gets left behind me well but, uh, I, I tell you what Rappo a farmer's yeah. victory isn't that bound to happen that someone won't be going yeah, back mate. on that plane <laughs> oh Deeks without a doubt mate Something's going to happen, isn't it, mate? Something, something will that. There will be stories told forever, <laughs> mate, wouldn't there? About this <laughs> if time win, mate, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, but like you both said, Deeks, you know, to, to you know, town. When you think, mate, you know, town almost went under, didn't they? And mm. you know, or Bickland anyway. You know, yeah, Bickland was nearly gone forever, and you know, see where we are today, really, Deeks. You know, like you know what. I'd say it a lot, Deeks, but you know what what Graham did to save the club, and and what you know, an appointing Westy Deeks was like. You know, it was like, you know, it was like, wow, you, you just can't say what this decision, mate. You know what what Westy's done, mate, with the club, and just just not on the field with the the team, mate. You know that that what he's done there is fantastic, mate. Bringing all those young players through, and but just off the field as well. Deeks Bickland looks a uh, you know, great ground again now these days, done it. And, you know, what Westy's done in the clubhouse with the board, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, you know, just love the place, Deeks. And, you know, like a lot of that, you know, what, what, what a fantastic job, mate, you know, and just, just want to say, you know, and around the ground, you know, he, you know, like he's really, because it's such an historic club form of Deeks, isn't it? So many great players have come through the doors there and, you know, grace that pitch. There's so much history there, Dick. So many good players and, you know, lovely for Westy to remember them all, mate, you know, and, and uh, you know, just proud and honoured to, to have been a small part of it myself. Like, and, you know, just, yeah, what a club, Diggs, what a club. And, and um, yeah, I think Charlie might love Bickland more than me, actually, Diggs. <laughs> I think, you know, he's, um, it's, you know, he, he is a proper town, you know. It's, well, it's all about you guys this weekend, Diggs. I don't want to harp on about the past. I mean, my thoughts will be with all of you 
on Saturday. Deeks, you know, well done to you for going over, Deeks. And, you know, I know you're a pro Cornishman supporting the lads, Deeks. And obviously, you know, everyone you know, knows I love form of tag. Deeks is my team, mate. And it's just, you know, it's going to be a nervous afternoon, Deeks, staring, mm. uh, staring at the phone, mate, and getting, you know, them tweets off you, mate, and, and texts off Nigel. I'm sure Nigel and Ruth, mate, will be keeping me in the loop. But, but um, all of you that are going over, mate, what a, what a tremendous effort, mate, you know, and and Jeff and all, mate, you know, for resurrecting the F Troop and everything, mate. I mean, you know, just so, so proud of, you know, my club, really, mate, and so proud of everyone involved in it. And, you know, I just hope Saturday all culminates in a fantastic day, Deeks, and, you know, we're in that quarterfinal draw on Monday, Deeks. Yeah, and I know that uh, I chat with Jeff this morning, actually, I think, uh, or he thinks, there's about 130 uh, Falmouth supporters uh, coming across, uh, you know, by whatever means they are, travelling, yeah. uh, some from Gatwick, some from Luton Airport, I think I've, I've read in places, and obviously the, the, the bulk of them on the, on the chartered plane, and uh, and like Jeff, uh, staying here for the weekend, so making a bit of a weekend of it. So you got to enjoy it, haven't you, rapper? Yeah, Diggs, it's, it's a unique, it's a unique occasion, isn't it, Diggs? I think, like Wesley said, mate, you know, you, you know, if you weren't going to get a draw at home at Bickland in front of, you know, all our, our fantastic fans, mate, it's probably the best draw you could have, isn't it? You know, what an experience to to go away and. And playing Europe, thinks you know, form <laughs> <laughs> of you know, going away and you know, like flight. You know, what an experience for the lads and all as well, mate. You know, as well as the fans and you know, it's just a great you know, in front of a big crowd, thinks you know, like you know, I think Wesley said, you know, like over a thousand tickets. So I, I bet they'd be close on fifteen hundred there, Dick. You know, they they love their football over there, Dicks, don't they? Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's gonna yeah, it's just gonna be a great day, mate. I hope you have a brilliant time, mate. You know, really, really, um, really jealous, mate. I am. Right. Well, <laughs> let's uh, make you a little bit more jealous by talking to the man yeah. that uh, we've referred to so much already this afternoon, uh, manager Andrew Westgarth. We couldn't have Farmer Town on the podcast uh, without mentioning the manager Andy Westgarth, and of course, it's FA Vars, isn't it? So even better, Westy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's uh. It's finally come round. Obviously, you know, it's been a while since we knew we were playing Jersey. A lot to organise, a lot to plan. And, uh, yeah, just can't wait to get over there and get going. Yeah, now you wanted a home game. And I bet my bottom dollar that you would wish it was a home game, wouldn't you, with all the organisation that's got to go into this one? Yeah, I think, you know, when the when the, we got through and, you know, when you start getting into the latter stage of the competition, you want you know, the best advantage you can get. And, and for us, that is home. But if someone had said out of all the away games you could have got, I think, you know, for the, for the glamour of it, I think Jersey away is, is a great one for us. And, and you say about organizing, you know, we've got to give massive, massive respect and kudos to, uh, to Jersey, what they've done for us and how helpful they've been in accommodating. You know, I can't thank them enough, really. So, um, you know, it's been pretty straightforward, you know, no different really to organizing what I'd probably call a, an away game in the UK. Really, they've taken care of pretty much everything. Um, and we've just literally got to get there. So, you know, it's, it's been all right. <laughs> yeah, you've literally just got to get there, uh, Westy. I mean, it's taken me two days to get here. <laughs> I know, I heard about that, yeah. So, not ideal, I must admit, when uh, when I heard you were grounded, I did, I did panic and thought, oh, 
you know, if that happens to us, what happens then? But looking at the forecast, I think, fingers crossed, we should be all right. Yeah, the the forecast for the, the weekend is pretty good, I think. So uh, there shouldn't be any problems. And of course, with it being an all-weather pitch, um, no real problems about the game, about you guys getting here and then it being called off, is there? No, I think that's one of the good things you can say. You know, you can relax once the once the game had got, you know, booked in because actually I think there was talk when I spoke to their CEO he said if, if all the supporters had booked the plane that we were supposed to be going on and the players couldn't get there the game would have to move to a Sunday so um, <laughs> you know yeah I think I think a lot of their games are dictated by transport and um, you know players actually getting there so I think we're kicking off at 2.30 to accommodate our supporters getting back so yeah a lot a lot's gone into it yeah but I mean Okay, you've obviously been to Buckland in the Vars, Christchurch in the Vars, and other places in the Vars. Does this one feel a little bit different, though, because it is in Jersey? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I can't think of, uh, you know, many teams from Cornwall going out of the of the, of the, the mainland, if you want to call it. Um, you know, the, these are the reasons why you play in these competitions, aren't you? To, you know, to play against different sides and test yourself and, you know, almost it's almost got a final feel to it. Um, you know, even though we're going to Jersey's home ground, but it almost feels like, you know, everybody's going and, you know, the excitement and uh you know, I think there would be an element of excitement anyway, no matter who we had, but I think this one's just gone up a notch and completely the unknown and uh yeah, yeah, the yeah, the excitement levels now and uh just wanna get out there and just uh get it going. What about the players? What have they uh, said and thought about the fact that they've got to fly to a game? Yeah, I think we're all looking looking forward to it. You know, obviously we had the game on on Tuesday, and you know, I think naturally it's hard not to have one eye on um, one eye on the on the Vaz game. And but you know, they've all been quite relaxed. You know, nobody's uh, nobody seems worried. I think they're taking it in their stride, and you know, it's a game they're looking forward to just as much as the club. And everyone fit. Well, we got a few. We got a few issues. Obviously, Wardy, uh, Wardy, come off injured last weekend. Um, you know, we we managed to we managed to give him forty five for fifty minutes on on um, Tuesday against Millbrook. Bradley come off at half time as well. You know, he didn't he didn't feature at all against Brixham. So, oh, sorry, against Millbrook. So, you know, fingers crossed he's right. Tom and is obviously banned, which is I'm so I'm so sorry for him really. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's been you know, big player for us and, and uh, we've got obviously Ruben and Oscar Cup tied so other than that full squad but I, I think uh, the, the sort of Cup tied um, stats probably most of the sides that get this far in the competition are always going to have a Cup tied player aren't they because uh, you know you sign players as you go along in the season don't you yeah of course you know Ruben and Oscar have been great for us since, since coming to the club I think you know, they're averaging both a goal a game so they've been a a real, uh, they've hit a real impact for us. But you know, I've just reminded the guys we've got this far without them, so mm. um, you know we should we should be fine. So um, you know, it just changes our tactic slightly. But you know, we've got we've got match winners on our team. We've got we've got goal scorers. So you know, we've got more than enough to hopefully do the business. Yeah, and I mean, Jersey Bulls—they do quite a good uh, sort of YouTube coverage of their matches. Have you, have you watched them back and to see who you want to look out for? Yeah, that's it. Sometimes I get why clubs do it. You know, it promotes their club. It's it's great for everyone to uh, to everyone to see. But yeah, we've had a little look on YouTube, a couple of videos. But sometimes you can only gauge so much from a video. You know, 
you can't really gauge if someone's that quick or how strong they are or they only show you i guess what they want you to see so you know we've got we've got bits on them but nothing nothing massive you know there's only so much you can do and uh and i've said it before you know i'm not a massive fan of doing too much research on teams because one you never know who you're going to play in terms of personnel and nine times out of ten it comes down to you boys what you what you bring on the day Mm. And your last two games since, uh, I mean, obviously we spoke after the St. Blasey um, defeat. Uh, you, you've bounced back with two wins. Brixham, that was a good result. Um, how was the game? Really good result. You know, you, you're probably your most vulnerable after a defeat, isn't it? After um, the horror show at St. Blasey, you know, it was important to see how we bounced back. And, and you know, and Brixham causes all sorts of problems first half. And I was really impressed with them. You know, really good, honest side. No arguing. Really difficult to play against you know they had some chances we cleared a few off the line you know in and around goal and uh <clears throat> you know i said to the boys at half time i said like you know one goal whoever scores the first goal will win this game make no doubt about that and, and there was a you know five minutes of madness really i think their man got sent off we've scored straight after that they got a sim binned and then we've managed <laughs> to get the second so you know from our point of view to bounce back with a clean sheet three points against a side who are you know pushing for the playoffs themselves you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more really, so I was absolutely delighted. And then obviously we knew the challenges of, of Millbrook on Tuesday and you know, not the start. We wanted to go two 0 down, you know, on a pitch that was very heavy, conditions deteriorated as the game went on, but you know, the most important thing for that one was just to just to get through the game, get the hope well, you know, get the three points and uh you know, so to, like I said, sort of bounce back with six points after the defeat was you know, can't ask no more really. Yeah, Tuesday against Millbrook. I mean, it was a horrible evening. I mean, was that a case of you would have preferred the game to have been called off or is it one that you just got to get on with it and play these games? Yeah, well, I remember they, you know, the game was supposed to be on uh, Easter Monday um, and obviously we're in the semi-final. So the league secretary got hold of me and said, look, you know, we want to move this game. Um, you know, can we look at moving it before the Vaz game? And you know, it's getting to that point now. We're we're far behind on the games as it is, and you know, I think we just got to play them. And you know, I, I'd rather play than train. And you know, it wasn't just a case of getting it done. I think sometimes if you try and micromanage it or try and think, oh, if we put this game here or do this or do that, you can come unstuck. So you know, we've got a difficult one after Jersey. Actually, we've got Walton Walton away, which isn't which is going to be difficult logistically and obviously probably mentally after whatever happens on Saturday. So. But, you know, it's at that stage of the season, really, we haven't got that much luxury of spare Saturdays or midweeks. So it's just a case of just getting the games in. And like you said, thankfully, we've gone through it unscathed and we've got another game just ticked off. Yeah. That that Welton game, is that a Tuesday night game? <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, really. You couldn't have asked for... Uh, <laughs> away? Yeah, yeah, difficult. <laughs> we, ironically as well, we played them away on a Tuesday last year. So um, but it, it is what it is. I, I, you know, I flipped it on the Z and I said, look, boys, you know, if we want to be progressing through the leagues and if, you know, if we were fortunate enough to go into the Southern League at some point, you know, these are the sort of things you probably have to do. So it's almost like a little taster for um, the future, hopefully. So, you know, I'll try to put a positive spin on it. Right. And of course, um, just thought you've had the senior cup draw, haven't you, since we spoke? So uh, who have you got in that? We have been drawn against Newquay to be played at St. Blasey. Um, I think it's on the on the Wednesday. Uh, maybe I think actually, if if we're, if we're lucky to get through in the FA Vars, it's 
it's three days before that game so <laughs> plenty to look forward to may them all yeah they come thick and fast don't they this start, uh, this stage of the season so that that's one of the penalties of success but you'd rather have it this way than be bottom of the table and then just playing for well for the sake of it almost isn't it oh 100% I said to the boys you know this is this is cliche time isn't it business time of the season and you know and uh, you'd rather definitely 100% this way than like you said playing mid-season or mid-table for nothing to play for and you know everything that at the minute every game's got something on it you know whether we want to stay in the playoffs whether we want to be successful in the senior cup or the Vars which is which is where you want it as a manager you want every game to be competitive and have something on it so yeah, exciting period for everyone. Yeah, and and obviously two two wins in the league. Your last two games. What about the the league? In as in as much as can you? Well, I know it's a long way to go before the end of the season, but is it now concentrating on a playoff place rather than winning the title, or you know, is it still very much a you know a race of five clubs to win it? Well, our, our goals haven't changed really since the start of the season. You know, we always we always said that we wanted to be in the playoffs, and and we're on course to do that. And you know, to, to talk about winning a title, like you said, we're so many games off. We're like fourteen, fourteen games to go, which is you know miles off. Anything can happen. And you've even got to look at the fixtures actually between the top, say six, seven, eight sides. You know, we've all got to play each other so many times. Like you know, we've still got to play Houston, Bridgewater, Buckland. You know, so there's some competitive games. I can't think now what else we got, but I think we've done Boris double twice. Um, well, we've got Clevedon as well. We've got Shepton to play, so Street to play. You know, so there's so many games, and I think like the other sides in that in that playoff position have all got to play each other as well. So so much football to be played, but you know, all we can do is is uh, is take them off one by one. I think if you look too far ahead, you can fall uh, fall on your face. So. Yeah. Uh, and the, a result like last Saturday's Buckland beating Bridgewater four three. I mean, that's all good for the pot, isn't it? Hundred percent. I, I I said to the boys actually. I said last Saturday was was a massive game. So I think Barnes to Wall playing Tor Point. I like said Bridgewater played Buckland. We played Brixham, and depending how the results went, it could have just closed that gap right up for everyone. So you know, it worked out well for us. Like you said, we, all we got to do is take care of ourselves, and that's what we did. You know, we we got the win, and um, and that's all we can do till now to the end of the season. Right. Well, final word on the FA Vars, because that's what it is this Saturday. Jersey Bulls, um, you fly out Saturday morning. When do you fly back? Uh, we fly back on Sunday. So, you know, we're, we're travelling up on Friday to stay in Exeter. So we can have a night oh. um, close to the, to the airport just to save on on, uh, on travel time. And, uh, yeah, hopefully have a positive result Saturday and good night out on uh, Saturday night and then come back. Um, we're fresh, ready to go for Tuesday. Tuesday. And uh, all the young lads, they all ready for a flight? Are they all experienced travellers or what? Yeah, they're all excited. Like, you know, we 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 went to IB for last year as a team for end of season. So oh. all the boys are well drilled now. They all know uh, their little groups to, to travel with and who to room with and all. So it's, it's, all, uh, it's all good. Right. And, and for you, what what's the best thing about um, the build-up so far? Uh, just the excitement, actually. Just talking to different people, you know. Just uh, you know, dealing with Jersey as well, and just uh, we've had a f- bit of media attention. Um, with I think Football Focus have got hold of us, and uh, just things like that. Really, I think that's what that's, that's the excitement of playing football, isn't it? These are the reasons why you play the game, and you know, for days like. T- more Saturday and uh, you know, a bit like the Senior Cup in it you just want to be involved in big games and, and promotion pushes and 
So, yeah, just the excitement of the whole thing, really, isn't it? So I think it just comes hand in hand with doing well. Yeah. Football Focus, what have you done with them then? Well, I think it's the magazine, actually. Yeah, ah, it's good right. as well. We didn't get the full TV one, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, no, that's it, yeah. So we've got to win the league for that, I think. So, um, yeah, just a, just a local, uh, just a football, fag- um, football Focus magazine reached out and, yeah, we're sort of doing a bit for that and just, yeah, obviously speaking to yourself as well and... Uh, well, yeah, all the top programs you speak to, Westy, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the supporters, a final word about this this plane that they've chartered. What an achievement that is, isn't it? Oh, amazing! Absolutely amazing what they've done, and uh, you know the effort a lot of people have, have gone to to make it happen. And you know, a club is only as good as the people in it, isn't it? So, you know, we're fortunate that we've got some great people and. I know they're all excited for it. They're all they're all setting off tomorrow, and uh, some of them. And then obviously the the charter plane going out on Saturday. They've got all the drums, the flags, the confetti. You know anything they can basically <laughs> carry with them. They're taking, and you know I know that Jersey are very much looking forward to us coming over. And I think they've sold over a thousand tickets, which is which is amazing. And you know because I actually flip it on his head. Actually, like other than finals, um, which is obviously neutral ground, we haven't actually probably faced a team on their own ground with that many supporters. So mm. yeah, it'll be, a, be an interesting one really, because I think maybe in my time, obviously when we've played Houston away on big games, you know, we've taken probably more of our supporters than Houston, but probably Bridgewater we played last year on Easter Monday, they had like four or 500. That was probably the closest we've come to having, you know, being dominated by an away support. So it'd be interesting to see if they're hostile or if they're as friendly as they have been, you know, behind the scenes. I can't out what sort of atmosphere it's going to be <laughs> well we'll soon uh, find out uh, so thanks very much Westy for coming on again uh, you've got the whole county rooting for you you know so no pressure on your shoulders um, uh, it's uh, just another game of football Pre- isn't it pressure is a privilege mate so looking forward to it oh so. I like that pressure is a privilege right okay yeah, yeah thanks very much and uh, good luck and see you Saturday yeah alright Dave cheers pal yeah, thanks to Westy there. Obviously, uh, thanks in particular. He's obviously had a busy week thinking about uh, not only the, the league game on Tuesday, but also the the, the FA Vars game and the, and the workings out as to who, you know, is, is you know, how they're getting here and all this sort of stuff. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, a, well, let's just hope they get the result on the pitch, isn't it? And that will be just, well, not just reward, but that will be the reward they want, won't it? After all this hard work, a win is what we need now to, to cap the weekend off. Yeah, totally agree, Dix. That's it, mate. I mean, we've all gone on about how it's going to be a special occasion, a, you know, obviously, Dix, a, a unique occasion, you know, but the result is the main thing. You know, we're going there to do a job, really, Dix, at the end of the day, aren't we? So, you know, and like, you know, you said, you know, it's a 3G pitch, Dix. It's obviously going to suit them, mate, but but I think the modern-day player, they, they train on a 3G all the time these days anyway, mate, don't they? So, you know, no excuses there. It's just a shame Tom's suspended, Dix, isn't it, Tom and Yeah, you, know? you have to feel yeah, for him, really, don't you? And, that, uh, and yeah. that, that's why, you know, it'd be so important to get through, not just for, you know, obviously the uh, into the quarterfinals, but the, for the likes of the players like Tom who've done their bit already, they just want to be able to get back out there and, and carry on doing that bit, don't they? You know, Tom and uh, any, any player that's yeah. missing the game through injury as well. 
Exactly, Deeks. Yeah, I just hope Wardy's all right, mate. You know, he's you know he's going to be a big, especially with Tom, mate. But yeah, got it for Tom personally, Deeks. You know, obviously, you know, know, well, I know all the family, Deeks. You know, great family, mate. Yeah, Dan and Wardy and everyone, and yeah, it's such a massive game. And and like Westy said, mate, he's been probably Formers like top player, really, Deeks. And he last couple of seasons, mate. Tom, you know, you, I mean, they're going to miss his threat as well, aren't they, from those free kicks and all, Deeks, aren't they, and mm. set pieces. But but you know, plays with a split head, doesn't he? Splits his head open and he's back playing. And he's just a proper warrior, isn't he, mate? He's one of them players you want on the team sheet, isn't he, Tom? But but um. But no, mate, I'm sure, you know, whatever lad, you know, to, you know, Wesley's, like you said, he's got a good squad there, mate, good bunch of lads. And w- whichever lad starts in a town shirt on Saturday, Diggs, I'm, I'm sure he'll give it everything, mate. And, you know, don't leave anything on the on, out there, mate. And, you know, we'll, we'll probably go into it as underdogs a bit, Diggs, looking at the bookies, I think. But, but you know, it's all on the day, isn't it, Diggs? You know, hopefully... You know, get that first goal, get off to a good start and silence the crowd a bit. And, you know, it's all on the day, isn't it, Deeks? Make sure you don't miss an episode of the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform. Just search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football and you've got it. Now, keeping with the uh, the cup theme, um, the FA Vars, obviously, let's move on to the Southwest Prince League and uh, a bit of... Uh, Cup uh, talk here as well. Let's uh, hear what Mr. Hiscox has got to say. Now then, Mr. Hiscox, um, you're still watching the games all over the place, aren't you? Yeah, still managed to see three games since we last spoke about last week um, in three different counties, I think. Oh. Certainly three different areas, three different leagues. Yeah, I was at Truro Reserve last Saturday against Gold Balls, my, just my second visit to Dragai. Um, and then I was at um, Exeter City on Tuesday, and Willing Rovers on Wednesday. Just in, just imagine when a team from the Arms of Scilly comes into the Peninsula League, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Tresco Nomads. I don't know if they exist, but they should. <laughs> right. And what about the Peninsula League? Then were there any uh, interesting results last Saturday? I, I, I'm not so sure there was. Was there? Well, there was in the East, wasn't there? With Torridge side beating Bridport. Oh yeah, that was Bridport. a surprise, wasn't it? Bridport have suddenly dipped badly. I mean, they always say people go for a, a bad patch. But I think that was Bridport's third defeat on the trot, um, and before that was a draw. Uh, Torridge side were just sort of above the bottom too, looking over their shoulders a bit because you, you never quite know what the relegation position is. And then suddenly they beat Bridport with a third. <laughs> um, and say. I suppose in the West, St. Dennis, their sort of revival is carrying on it. They won at Callington, which is also a, uh, on team of the week voting. They, they were just picked by Torridge, which I think was right. But St. Dennis, you know, they're making a fist of it, aren't they? Now you, you'd almost suggest that they should get off the bottom. They're just a point behind sticking now with four games in hand. Yes, they're catching up, aren't they? So it's uh, making it are. really interesting. Um, yeah. I, I think Dartmouth are doomed, aren't they, in the in the East? I think so. I think so. They lost 4-0 at, Dar- at Oakhampton last week. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see them get, getting off the bottom. Uh, particularly, like I say, when you get people like Torrey Side are capable of getting that sort of result to see other teams... Mm. will pick up points or are picking up points from time to time. Yeah. 
Right. Well, and no midweek uh, league football for you at the moment. When does that start again for, for the Peninsula? I, I went till March, basically. March. So another couple of weeks and then we're back in. It, it's just been a deliberate tactic of mine over the last few years, really. But um, one thing I would say is those people that put in floodlit games, invariably the pitches in this current weather, if you play Tuesday or Wednesday, you don't play Saturday. <laughs> So, really, the, the purpose to be a floodlight when you're doing the, the pure mathematics of fixturing is is to maximise the number of games you can play on a pitch. Well, that's far better at the beginning and the end of the mm. season when you play Tuesday, Wednesday, and the pitch is still fit Saturday. Yeah. If you just put in one in to postpone another, you might as well just stick to the one to start with. Yeah. Is there any, um, uh, behind all the postponements, is there any credence for more all-weather pitches coming into the game or not? I know you're not a lover of them, are you? I'm not. I'm, from a football traditional point of view, I'm not a lover of them. I'm, interestingly enough, uh, I was uh, uh, involved in the ground inspection only last week at uh, University of Exeter. Of course, do play on a on an artificial pitch. Uh, it's a very new one. Um, it's a good quality one. Uh, it's still not quite the same, in my opinion, but. <laughs> But you can see they are so much better than they used to be, aren't they? The ones that are relatively yeah. new. What? Um, and interestingly, it was lovely to see one without any other lines on it. Ah, I was about to say, what I don't yeah. like is not, yeah. not only the lines, but you also have about six sets of goal posts around, scattered yeah, around the outside. Yeah, a few and things around on the, on the outskirts, but Marjons, even Devon FA, which is a football ground, mm. has other markings for other forms of football. Whereas this one at uh, the University of Exeter uh, is just straight white lines, as you'd expect to see. It's lovely. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's not for me to say that they're reading, but, um, <laughs> you know, they've got floodlights, they've got a seated stand, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, they've got a brand new pitch. So I would, I would be very surprised if they don't make it. All they've got to do um, is come highest in the league. At them, yeah, they're it? currently top. They're, they're not, Appledore on out of the picture, but, but yeah, it's in university's own hands. Yeah. Now, someone said to me, uh, well, I don't know if it was me or, or it was a general question, but there's a thought going around that there may be more than one team from each of the East and the West going up into the Western League. Yeah. Absolutely bald, balded ash. I mean, <laughs> this comes up every year because people <laughs> want there to be one because they want to be promoted. <laughs> um, you, 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 you remember, there's two, two things to say about that. One, National League system regulations are quite clear that it's, it's the champion club. So that's, that, mm-hmm. that's the regulation. And, and secondly, we're running with two sevens. Um, and there just isn't the room to let other clubs go without clubs coming up. Um, and as we know, there's only really one, uh, we only be allowed to take one from the Devon League and one from the St. Perrin League. Um, it's the FA's intention that leagues at step six should have 18 clubs. Um, but there just isn't the room for it. You know, whether there's some reorganization, and I don't hate to use that word, you know, that, that the FA keep talking about meetings, but just as an update, really, all we're doing is talking about meeting meetings. If you know what I mean. You're not actually <laughs> having a meeting. <laughs> no, 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 we don't actually have a meeting. No. <laughs> just talk um, about when you're going to have a meeting, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're saying. <laughs> right. And um, <laughs> what, what about yeah. if the champions don't want to go up? Right. Well, see, that's interesting because the rules are man- uh, promotion is mandatory, but there are all sorts of rumours. Uh, it's that time of year for rumours, isn't it? That there are teams in 
particularly in West League Division One, um, who are near the top of the table. We know for a fact two of them are ineligible to be promoted. What one because they're a reserve team, one because they've already taken voluntary relegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at the other ones, and, and they may geographically be saying, "Well, we don't mind going up to step five, but we don't want to do it in the Western League because of the travel." Right. Um, so the FA, in some ways, need to stick to their own regulations, really. If they stick to their own regulations, then you haven't got a choice. And that applies across the board. And if it applies across the board, then that obviously means that also not only is are the Western League getting a team from Peninsula East and the Peninsula West, but they're also getting two teams from Western Division 1. So they're getting four up mm. without talking any extra spaces. It's a it's a conundrum at times, isn't it? But but all these rumours don't help, I guess. No, no. But yeah, you know, we have to sit to its regulations. In the same way, you know, if there was any truth in those rumours, then I would also be in a position where I would be saying, well, you know, can we take? Well, we just had that conversation about University and Apple. Can I take them both? Mm. And that conversation isn't happening. Mm. I can assure you, that conversation is not happening. Well, you know, we haven't been asked about that, and we haven't. Had any indication that you know if, if we la- allowed another club, we would get another club. That, that, that those conversations just have not happened. Yeah, but what about if if the champions of Peninsula East and or West don't didn't want to go up? Would they actually right, go well, down? Uh, right. Well, first of all, that would mean that the, the promotion spot would be offered to the team finishing second. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be that case. Uh, and then, as far as whether they go down, that is within the the, the right of the FA to do that. But the, but it's a may, not a will. Right. Okay. Um, I, I think you know there would it would be up to that club to prove a reason why it wasn't appropriate for them to go up at this time. Right. But. Uh, the reason we got onto this is that the, it would. There are only going to be one team, or the champions from each division going up, and that's it. Full stop. You know, we can cut that rumor. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's people forget that they all keep wanting to think about the Peninsula League's two divisions. They forget about Western Division One. Hmm. Western Division One has two promotion spots to step five, so that's four up. So, yeah. you know, that more than replaces what comes down. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, before we get on about where you're going uh, uh, to watch uh, over the next seven days, what's this about uh, an addition to the uh, ground hop you're having next Easter? Yeah, yeah. I would have thought uh, plenty of Cornish people, including yourself, Mr. D, would be delighted. <laughs> I, I know Rafo's probably delighted. He's probably it's a great idea. Um, it was just a little bonus, really. I've I, become friends in the last year or so with a chap who's involved with the City Museum and, and the sort of history of the club and things. I, I know you've met him. Um, and he offered, and it all sort of fits, really, because the, the base for accommodation is in Exeter, uh, for coaches and things. The, the Thursday night game, on the, the Monday, Thursday, we're at half past seven at Honiton. So people will arrive, you know, during the daytime. So we're, we're going to have a, a sort of guided tour and behind the scenes look at Exeter City at two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And an added bonus. Okay. You mentioned uh, museums. Is that because you and Rapper are old relics that you would uh, take up that sort Absolutely. of thing? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and how's the uh, tickets going for the Grand Hop anyway? 
Pretty well, pretty well. I'm already uh, over 30 on the coach, uh, which uh, pleases the treasurer because that's about the break-even figure. Uh-huh. <laughs> treasurer is happy. Right. Uh, and we, we are literally halfway through the booking cycle. It, it was a two-month window from January the 7th to March the 7th. Right. So this week we are we are sort of that's part of the reason why I did an extra little bit of press release of it this week. Yeah, is that we're halfway through the cycle. Okay, and I said uh, the ground hop next year, didn't I? It's this year, isn't it? So uh... it's this year now, <laughs> yeah. Next year we next year we should be in in sunny Truro. Ah, there you go. Base. You'll be able to go around that new ground at Langarth, won't you? We're a tourist well, city. We, we going to be playing. Well, we might get a guided tour there, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, anyway, let's uh, get uh, back to reality. And uh, where are you going over the next week? Right, well, plan A. I mean, obviously, we're speaking Thursday morning, a little eye on the weather. But plan A uh, is the Walton Carson Cup quarterfinal day on Saturday. Mm. Um, four times. Uh, the one I intend going to is a sort of you know, plan A is the Holders O'Campton at home to West Division Mullion. I haven't seen Mullion this season, so that will be a, a chance to, to, to have a chat with them. Um, and all being well, we'll do this semi-final draw in the clubhouse afterwards. It never takes very long. <laughs> once you pull the first two balls out, yeah. um, the other two balls are what they are, and they're neutral grounds anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, um, so but there are also Saturday. three others. Um, Axminster versus Elberton is an all-east tie. St. Orsall versus Camelford is an all-west tie. And the other interesting tie, other than Oakhampton Mullion, is Newquay at home to Bridport. Mm. Um, and as we've, we've already discussed there, Bridport, I'm going for a bit of a poor patch. So yeah. when the draw was done, I would have tipped Bridport. Now I'm not so sure. Right. Well, I'm going to put you on a spot because uh, we have Lewis Edwards on the podcast a little bit later. He's, you know, come forward and, and told me the four that are going through. So uh, right. who are you tipping? Oh, I hate doing this. Right. Um, <laughs> what do you think Elberton, I ask you? <laughs> right. Elberton, Newquay, O'Campton, St. Austell. Elberton, Newquay, O'Campton, St. Austell. Right. Okay. Right. Fair enough. And I, I may well be completely wrong. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. You haven't already got the balls in the bag for the draw then. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm still, I did joke with the treasurer or the chairman the other day that we could have an Axminster versus Bridport final and, it, and the chairman said, well, where we play that? And I just said Penzance and walked away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lovely. Yeah, that's right. I wonder what the crowd would be if you did do that. <laughs> The number. Uh, not very good. Although I just have to say, you know, a local Axminster versus Bridport played at the right venue probably would get a good crowd. But yeah. let's uh, not count our chickens. No, and, that's uh, right. Uh, it could equally be a, a Mullion versus an Austral final, couldn't it? Yeah. Boy, I suppose a Newquay St. Austral that would, that would get a, a good crowd. Yeah. Yeah. It would. It would. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, and also holders, uh, O'Campton, is it. Um, common for the holders to do well in this competition year by not year? Really. Or? Bodmin back along had a little period when they were, but if you say they, they were winning everything every yeah. year anyway, weren't they? Yeah, but yeah it, it's it's fairly unusual. Good. Um, okay, but, uh, so yeah. any midweek matches lined up or not? Um, for me, not very much next week. I have got a, a Exeter City's last floodlit game of the season at home, at home to Derby County. So I've got a look for that. Uh, and I think, and we'll, we'll talk more about this next week, but the Friday night games, we'll, we'll run of those starting next week. Ah, right. Okay. Well, we'll keep everyone in uh, surprise for that one. Um, so I think that's pretty much everything covered, isn't it? 
Yeah, and can I just say as a last thing, good luck to Falmouth in the bars. Um, you know, they're, they're carrying the flag for, for the region and all the rest of it. Um, always have a lot of time for Falmouth, the, the people down there and, and, uh, you know, the, the history of the club. Mm. Uh, I always get some free tickets to the Vars final and it would be nice to not see another team from the Northern League, which is what <laughs> I tend to see most years I go. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the, it, it's got to that stage where actually one does think about Wembley now. I mean, it's, it's, it's only, what, three games away, isn't it? So Yeah, uh, yeah I remember when St. Austin had that run. I, I've often, sort of, you, there's always a table of league officers for the teams that, the, that are in the final at the dinner and things rather than just the odd freebie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always looked on with a little bit of jealousy of thinking, hey, I'd love to, to sort of take our, our committee and things and, and do that. Um, and certainly when St. Austin reached the semi-final, you know, you do start dreaming. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what keeps us all going in football, eh? You know, dreaming Absolutely. of that day when it all goes right, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. and let's hope Saturday it all goes right. Every yeah, fixture so good, on. Good luck to them on Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, well, good luck to everyone in the Peninsula League. Uh, let's hope the weather holds and, um, well, it dries out a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. Forecast Friday, Saturday. Not too bad, uh, but obviously some very wet pitches around. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> right. Thanks very much, Phil. Take care. Yeah, thanks to Phil there. Now, he uh, gave us his uh, thoughts on the uh, quarterfinal stage of the League Cup coming up on Saturday. Let's hear from Lewis Edwards, uh, who is... Well, I think we've adopted Lewis, haven't we, as our Devon correspondent? <laughs> yeah. He's our East man, Dicks, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right, here's Lewis. Well, let's welcome back uh, to our Devon correspondent. It's Lewis Edwards. How are you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, good to be back, Dave. Thank you very much. And we only get you back when it's cup football, don't we, really? So, and that's why you're on this week. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to talking cup football. Yeah, it's, uh, well, first of all, before we do talk about um, various cup competitions, uh, your league uh, form, uh, Looking at the table, what are you eighth in the table? You've got a few games in hand, so what are you expect? Or what are you hoping for? Top five, I should imagine. Yeah, I think I think yeah, eighth or seventh, and form wise, um, I think we can do really well of late. I mean, we'll see how it goes with the season. Um, I think obviously, like Ivybridge got such a buffer at the top. Um, but if you look from, I think pretty much Bridport down in third. Um, all the way down to maybe 11th or 12th. There's not many points separating teams at all. So um, I think we did really well the weekend to pick three points up at Sidmouth. Uh, week before that was a good point away at Bridport. Um, so they're sort of games that we're getting points from that we haven't been in the last couple of years, definitely. So, yeah, a much more competitive squad about us and we'll, we'll see what happens, really. Yeah. It's all those youngsters you got there, isn't it? Yeah, I know, me, me included in that. <laughs> <laughs> 33 now, so not, I can't call myself a youngster. But, um, yeah, we've, we've got some really good young lads and some experience. And I think that's really sort of told with the way we approach games approach games now. Um, fitness is looking good as well. So, yeah, a, a well-rounded side now, I, I'd say. Right. OK. Anyway, in the Cup, um, Saturday, we've got the Water Sea Parson League Cup. Uh, four ties all being played on the same day, quarterfinals. Um, let's talk about the other three first of all, before we talk about your match against Axminster. But um, yeah. give us your thoughts on Newquay against Bridport. Tough one. Um, I know Bridport probably aren't in the best of form this since the turn of the year. I don't think they've won. Um, is that at Newquay or is it at Bridport? At Newquay. 
yeah, see, Bridport's a, it is a tough place to go because they get some good fans, good following up there. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll stick my neck with the, the East League and go with Bridport there, I think. Ooh, right, okay. <laughs> uh, the All Cornish Crash, St. Austell against Camelford. Yeah, St. Austell for me with that one. Um, obviously, looking really good in the league and in good form. So probably favourites for, for the entire cup now. Yeah. I might suggest so oh, right. okay now we mentioned Newquay Bridport that's a bit of a trip uh, what about this one Mullion got to go to a Campton that's another bit of a trip isn't it long long on that one um, I think I'll pump with without Campton for that again uh, I think they had a bit of a sticky start to be fair I think they've turned things around now so yeah that'll be a, a tough one for Mullion yeah, the holders, of course, are Campton. So uh, yeah. they've disappointed in the league, haven't they? So they'll be looking to hold on to the cup, I guess. I think, to be fair to them, they had quite a few, they had a decent cup run at the start of the season, didn't they? So I think yeah. they were playing catch up with league games um, and, and did pretty well in, in their cup games. Um, I think they're only a point behind us in the league, same amount of games. So they've got games to make up on people ahead. Um, I'd expect to see them up and around there in the league again this year. They are, yeah. they are a good side. Yeah, that's right. So you guys, you played 17, there's 17 teams in the league. So you're only just one game over halfway, aren't you? So you've got, you've got, you've got half a season to go, yeah? yeah that's right. So, that's right. So that's Southampton against Mullion. And then the last one, Axminster against Elberton Villa. Um, I would assume you'd rather have had it at home, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a long way to go with Axminster, but it's a, it's a beautiful setup up there. Really, really put some some good investment in up there, so it's a nice pitch to play on. Um, I think when they are at it, Axminster are one of the better sides in our league. I think I've always said that. Uh, once they get their game together, a really, really tough team to play against. So um, I think we've always done all right when we've gone up there, though. Um, I think actually we've probably done worse at home against them. <laughs> I'm sure someone will correct me on that one. Um, but for memory, I think we, we usually do okay up there. So it'll be re- yeah, really, really tough test. Probably we're the underdogs for that one. Mm. Um, I think we performed a bit better when we are those underdogs. Yeah, we're, as I said before on the podcast, we're a bit of a cup team. We do like the cup. Um, yeah, we'll be bang up for it, definitely. Yeah, you uh, certainly are a cup team, but um, this season, yes, especially. Um, uh, um, Axminster, is that a fairly newish pitch? Uh, t- yeah, Tiger Way, I think it is. They, yeah, it's um, a lovely facility. Clubhouse change rooms is really, really nice. That's I don't know how old it is, maybe two, three years old. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lovely facility. So that's the Watersea Parson Cup um, quarterfinals on Saturday. You're still at this moment in time in the Devon St. Luke's um, Cup. Uh, now that's the equivalent of the Cornwall Senior Cup, isn't it? It is indeed, yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously we played Buckland last, last week, week today. Um, really, really good performance and a good win from us. I think we're really satisfied with that. Obviously played in pre-season and, and beat them as well by uh, the odd goal, I think it was. So, um, yeah, we were delighted after the game. Um, and obviously, does pose a tough test for us in the, in the semi-final with Willand. Um, but yeah, reflecting on the game, um, I think we stuck to our task superbly well. We didn't, we didn't really give them much of a sniff. Um, probably a bit of a fortuitous goal from us, to be fair. Um, but I think we plugged away and got our just rewards. Um, and there was some fairly good good attendance there to, to see us through as well. So, yeah, we were really pleased with that as a, as a team and a bit of a cherry on top of the cake for, I suppose, our performances of late. And it's nice to get a scalp uh, from the team in the league above as well. Overall, you're not having a bad season, really, are you? We're doing OK. Yeah, we are doing OK. Like you said, I think 
We've got half the season to go, though, so you know that can that can turn around <laughs> fairly quickly, can't it? Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose it could be a disastrous second after this season, that's it. and then and then I might be uh, saying something completely different <laughs> to you at the end of the year. We could lose every single cup game and every single league game, for, and then it's a poor season. But yeah, we've um, we we really have. I think we've we've dug in really well, and as I said, we've got a much stronger squad now than we have in the last couple of years. So you know, instead of maybe. <laughs> scratching around for peace to be on the bench for us where I think management have had to leave people out of late um, obviously tough decisions with that but it means that we've got a really strong, strong squad to pick from and loads of options now um, so lots of people looking over the shoulder me included um, and we've got to we've got to put the performances into to warrant your shirt mm. and I think that's telling on the pitch now um, you know this, we've still got work to go of course we have still room to improve Um but yeah, results have been have been good, and I'm not don't quote me on this again. But we may have more points this season than we did already at this phase. Well, certainly than we did this phase last year. But mm. overall, as well. So I know I think we've only lost four games in the league, um, and then sort of add that to the, the cup games that we we've obviously exited. We haven't really lost many games this year, so I think we're a harder team to beat than we have been. Mm. So it's um, a good place to build from. Good, and and yourself, uh, what position are you playing? <laughs> You're going to ask me about my goals, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Assists, uh, there's no assists column on that one, is there? So uh, you leave it at that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think actually, oh no, there, uh, no, there isn't an assist column, but I thought there might yeah. have been, but not used. I might but... request one for next season. Then. <laughs> right. So, yeah, only one goal from uh, 15 no, no. games. Um, yeah, not my desired. Room uh, for return, improvement, right? I think, would be on the report, wouldn't it? So, ah, yeah. As I said, no assist column in there and no uh, post and crossbar column either. So. <laughs> but it's good It's good to see the likes of Sam Hughes. Uh, is he your top scorer? I'd imagine he probably is, yeah. yeah he is, yeah. 11. Yep. Yeah, obviously, our sort of talisman up top, really. Um, we've a much, much improved side for having Sam in. It's that focal point for us. And, um, you know, to be fair, opposition teams know what they're going to get when they, they face Uzi. Uh, so when we use him well, when we utilise him well, then we, we tend to play better. So, yeah, massive for us. Obviously, scored the goals as well. Still won't take a penalty. <laughs> um, you know, we leave that to other people. But, yeah, he's... He's doing really well for us this season. Good stuff. Right. Well, thanks very much, Lewis, for coming on. Um, we wish you the best of luck Saturday in the uh, Water Sea Parson Funeral Directors League Cup. It's got to be the longest title cup in the ca- in the country, isn't it? I mean, uh, why don't they just call it Southwestern Peninsula League Cup and leave it like that? But uh... I'm the wrong person to ask on that one, aren't I? But yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, thanks very much for coming on. Um, well done so far, and good luck Saturday. Cheers, Dave. Pleasure as always. Nice to hear from Lewis, Deke. You know, checking in, mate. He's a man in the East, isn't he, Deke? Lewis, yeah. he's... Yeah, knows his stuff, doesn't he? Knows his football. Man. I mean, Albert and Diggs is a is a lovely setup up there, Diggs, isn't it? I remember I popped in there in the summer, mate. Um, I was up American Golf, actually, Diggs, you know, mm. just around the corner. Yeah. You know, from... And I thought, oh, I'll pop up and have a look at Albert and see if the gate's open. And it was, mate. It was a lovely day. You know, two or three cracking pitches there, mate, in it like a thriving youth setup. And, and like Lewis said, mate, you know, certainly getting it right on the pitch as well, mate, you know, with the likes of him, you know, like obviously, like Uzi's there, Deeks, you know, that's going to bring you guaranteed goals, isn't it? With Uzi there. And, you know, is, is Danny still there, Deeks? Danny? Yeah. yeah, he's played nearly so, yeah, every game. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, flipping out, you know, plenty of experienced players there, mate, to, to help a few youngsters along, Deeks, isn't there? So, no wonder they're doing so well, really, mate, is it? 
know, they're seeing like a pretty thriving club at the minute, mate. Doesn't yeah. It? That's right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was Lewis, uh, mainly uh, getting on when the, the League Cup is uh, is uh, going on. Obviously, Elbrin's still in it. If we um, actually look at those games a moment that are coming up Saturday in the in the quarterfinal uh, round, um, let's put you on the spot as well, Rappo. What, what are your thoughts on the ties? Yeah, I've got, to, I've got to be honest, Dix, I totally agree with what Phil said, mate. Oh, totally agree with all that. Yeah, I think Newkeel, you know, I think Newkeel nick it against Bridport, mate. I, I think, you know, I think it could have been a lot closer a few months ago, but Bridport's gone off the boil a bit. I fancy Newkey at home, Deeks. 3 2 Newkey Deeks. Sonostal, Camelford, mate. Yeah, you got you got to say the way Sonostal are playing, mate, this season. I'm, yeah, they're, you know, obviously it Camelford, though, Deeks. You know, you've got, got to take your hat off to Reg, mate. Yeah, you know, the teams, he, he just keeps producing another team, mate, doesn't he? Yeah. He loses, you know, he lo- loses three or four of his best players and he just replaces them, mate, doesn't he? <laughs> Unbelievable, really. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, you've got to fancy Sonosto, obviously, mate. Up here, there, mate, I'd say three, three, three or four, one, Dick Sonosto. And then O'Campton, Mully and Dick, you know, you... You know, obviously, Oakhampton got that cup pedigree, haven't they, this season? You, you'd think that would be, you know, a tough old ass for Mullion to go out there and get anything, Diggs, wouldn't you? So, yeah, you know, I, I don't really want to say a scoreline on that one, Diggs, I don't think. <laughs> but um, I think, obviously, Oakhampton, Diggs. And, and I, I think I think the closest game, mate, could probably be the one like Lewis will be involved in, mate, Axminster, mm. Albert and Diggs. You know, another lovely setup. Mate, isn't it? Tiger away. You've been, you been Axminster, Dick? No, I've only, seen, I've only seen photographs of it, so I uh, haven't been there, no. Oh, lovely, mate. Yeah. Yeah. One for your list, mate. Lovely setup, Dick. You know, I know it's a pretty new sort of setup, but fantastic sort of club base there overlooking the, the beautiful pitch and everything. Nice ground it is. Um, but now I've got a feeling, yeah, I've got a feeling Albert and might nick that one, Dick. So, yeah, I think I'll go for Nuki. St. Austell, O'Campton and Albert and Diggs. I think two from the east, two from the west, mate. Right, okay. Sammy okay. Mate, what about you? Uh, I think uh, I'm actually going to go with Axminster for that game against um, Elberton. Um, but I agree with, uh, well, I think you and Phil, uh, you, you've both gone for Nukio, O'Campton and St. Austell, you? So uh, in agreement, apart yeah. from the first game, I'm going to go with Axminster. Just hope they're on, Dick. Looking out the window, here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there is that as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I would say out of those four, now if, if yeah. the weather is a bit dodgy, out of those four, which is the game which will be called off last, if at all called Ooh. off? Ooh, last, Dick. Um, uh, got to be Sinolstor, isn't it? I was going to say Sinolstor and Uki Diggs actually. Yeah, you don't see many games get called off. It, it, it well either really, Dix, do you, Mount Wise or Holter, really, do you, mate? No, I suppose the, the fact that Newquay have got uh, a side that have got to travel a little bit, I suppose, may mean yeah, they true. would look to call that game off a bit earlier, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, you're quite right there, Dix. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true. So the yeah. La- last game to be called off, if at all called off, we hope that they all four ties go ahead. St. Austell, yeah, my favourite. Yeah, no, I agree with that, mate. Yeah, agree with that. 
Now, elsewhere, well, uh, were there any games? I mean, I, I tested Phil about last Saturday's results. Um, not, uh, well, I think the surprise really, I mean, predicting these results are crazy at times, aren't they? Who would have thought Callington would have lost last Saturday? I, I know, Deeks. I mean, the prediction, like this season, I mean, the prediction league on the forum, mate, it, it's a bit of a nightmare, Deeks. He's <laughs> trying to. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be worst season out of Bet Twelve. I think thinks so, I am. I know you've had a few good weeks, haven't you, mate? You've climbed up the I'm table. Gradually bit, climbing up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, you're a champion, mate. Yeah. You? You've well, got the well, you're the current yeah. older. Thinks, <laughs> yeah. You? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. I must get my trophy engraved as well. But uh, <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're not giving it up without a fight, mate. But yeah. I, yeah, I've got to say, Dix, I've been pretty useless, mate, this season. I, You know, trying to predict the result, mate. I, I suppose that's a good thing, Dix, isn't it? You know, like, about the league, you know, like trying to... But I think, to be honest, mate, well, I've got to say, Dix, I've got to say, um, that the top of the table, obviously, we talk about Sonosto and Liscard a lot, don't we? And, you know, it's going to be a cracking, you know, it's obviously going to be a cracking finish this season. We're, we're all looking forward to that. But I reckon, like, the bottom... Well, mate, I don't know if Mullion even might get the, the you know, because like, I've got to say, Dick Simon's doing a, 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 you know, I'm really chuffed for him actually, mate. You know, I know we had Simon on, you know, when he took that Bobman job, you know, and it, and it was a big old job for him, mate, wasn't it? And, and, and we'd said, you know, stick with him and the results will turn around. And, and he's doing a really good job now, mate, isn't he, with Bobman? Mm-hmm. St. Dennis, mate, the same. You know, Jack's brought a new, a few new faces in. I think Phil mentioned it. They're picking up results. I mean, what, like you just mentioned, Dix, what a result. You know, 3-2 at Callington. I bet no one predicted that. I bet nobody predicted <laughs> no. it. You know, and um, yeah, and Sticker, you know, they, you know, they played a lot more game. They're getting dragged, you know, they, to be honest, you know, Molly and, you know, I think they might be all right, but I don't know, mate, they could get dragged into that bottom four. Troro not particularly playing Brilliant at the minute, mate. I think, you know, Penzance updates, you know, I know you've talked about Penzance. You know, I think that'll be, I mean, all those teams will be fine, mate. But that bottom five, Deeks, you know, that could be a, a really interesting, like, finish to the end of the season, mate. Just as interesting as the top two, really, mate, can it? Mm, that's right. And I mean, just looking at the, the games this Saturday of those uh, those lower place sides, well, we've got a cracker of a match coming up surely at uh, Boscoen Park. Um, so Dennis against Bobman. I oh, know, mate. Yeah, that. Well, the Simon Manette Derby, mate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> of course, his former club, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, you know, Simon. You know, yeah, he was, you know, obviously there, mate, wasn't he? And now he's at Bodmin. So, yeah, I think it's probably one he'll, he'd love to win, I think, mate, isn't it? Against his former team, Dix. But, yeah. you know, but Jack's got St. Dennis playing really well, and not he? You know, so that, that'll that be, you know, I think that that's one of the first results I'll, have, I'll look for on Saturday, Dix. That's going to be a cracker, that one, isn't it? Yeah. A six-pointer, as they say, mate, isn't it? Yeah, let's just, hope, let's just hope it's on, because with the weather being yeah. a bit uh, yeah. wet, um, yeah. the, the St. Dennis ground there... Doesn't it seems to hold the water a bit or something, doesn't it? Oh, it does, Deeks. It, it's yeah, it's one of the worst, really, mate. I think St. Dennis, to be fair, for mm. yeah, it's it's just a well, you, you know, your foot just sinks into it, Deeks. I played up there a couple of vets games, Deeks, and I've been knackered like after half hour, mate. You, 
<laughs> well, I had, my car, I had a job getting my car out of there, Dick. So I parked behind the goal one game and I just sunk into the ground. Yeah, it took me about half hour, mate, getting my car out of there, Dick. So, yeah, it's pretty damp there, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well. C- couldn't Rachel push it hard enough for something or what? She, she wasn't there, Dick, so I was on my own. Oh, just <laughs> when you need a woman as well. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, I would have loved to like skidded some mud up her, mate. Yeah, I'd like to have seen that. <laughs> she would have been tough for that, mate. I yeah, think. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah. So yeah. So so Dennis against Bodmin. Um, the other fixtures for Saturday: Bude at home to Penzance. Uh, so a long trip there for Penzance. Dob Wars against yeah. Lanson. Lanson seem to be the informed side at the moment, don't they? I've got to say, Dick, so I had a text off my old mate Spider in the week, mate. Oh, yeah. What's and, he um, saying? What's he moaning yeah, about? No, I, yeah, no. I, 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 think, I think he, you know, thinks we should be giving him a bit more of a mention, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> he, he, he said they have had a great... I think he said they might have won six out of seven, Diggs, did he say? Um, I was at work when I got the text off Spider, mate, so I, I probably did read it properly, but I think he said, I mean, looking, yeah... Well, crikey age, right, mate? Uh, well, they lost to Liscord Deeks um, in November in the league, mate, 2-1 away. And then they, they've had a hell of a run since then, mate. Beat Bobman 6-0, Weybridge away 3-1, Callington away 3-2, 2-0 on to Camelford. And then they lost to St Austell 3-1. Deeks was no disgrace. And then they beat um, St Dennis and Lunt. And so, yeah, they've won six out of their last seven, mate. And Spider's right, mate. I think he said they're second in the form. Form table as well, mm. so yeah, so um, yeah, I, I, I want well, well done, Lutzen, mate. Well, well done, Neil and Spider, mate. I think we should say things, shouldn't yeah. we? I suppose. Well, credit we, where it's due. We, we, <laughs> we better get the man back on that is doing all the good work there, and that's Neil, wouldn't yeah, it? I reckon, mate. Yeah, I reckon, mate. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, they are going well. You can't possibly expect a goalkeeper or a former goalkeeper to be doing all the hard work, can you? So it's got to be Neil that we speak to out of the two of them, isn't it? Yeah, what do they know, mate? You know, they're only keepers, <laughs> aren't they, mate? <laughs> They've got easy job things standing in a goal all game, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, top blokes. Yeah, they are. Yeah, up to 10th, Dick. So going well, aren't they? Lots yeah. of them, mate. Yeah. All, all, the, all the hard work's paying off, mate, isn't it? Yeah. So they're away to Dob Wars on Saturday. Uh, Weybridge go over the border. They're uh, away to Holsworthy. And uh, Liscard, no, Liscard could go back top of the table Saturday, Rappo. They got a sticker at home. Yeah, I think they just might, mate, don't you? I think they just might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fancy them there, like, mate. But but the sticker have proved, mate, they, on their day, you know, they can make it difficult. So, yeah. But yeah, you, you obviously Liscard will be licking their lips, mate, at that moment, they would have thought. Yeah. I suppose that, this will be their sort of game in hand, wouldn't it? Because they're a game in hand, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah. And uh, was it one That's point true. or two points behind? I can't remember without looking at yeah, the Yeah, two behind, Diggs, yeah. Two behind. Yeah, this would put them a point clear, wouldn't it? I'm just looking at got the table here, Diggs. Uh, Liscard, Diggs, has scored 100 goals, mate, in yeah. 23 games. Is that yeah. all? <laughs> yeah, it's mental. Dude. Well, to be honest, Dick, Sonosto scored 89. You know, one game more, they've scored 89 goals. So, you know, nearly 200 goals between mm. between them, Dick's is it. You know, you can see why they're the top two, can't you? Yeah. I, I think there could be a few more between now and the end of the season for both yeah. of them, don't you? 
Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Crikey, right. flying, isn't they? Okay. Now I tell you what, though, rapper, no one can beat St Agnes' score last Sunday in the women's football, can they? Sixteen uh, nil, they beat Troon. Um, yeah, that was uh, of course that was a cup game, supplementary league cup quarter final of the Cornwall Women's Football League. So uh, they go through, uh, joining them in the Sammies, Callington, Waybridge, and Lanner. What happened to your team? Yeah, I know, Dick. So I want there. Obviously, I was oh, away. That, that's that's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason, right? Yeah, I was up there for mate when I was raped for a birthday, but but yeah, I missed it, mate. Ben went, Dick. He 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 kept me informed, mate. Well, Rachel was walking around shopping. I was looking at my phone. Ben, <laughs> he was giving me updates, mate. But but apparently, Dick, you know, Lana were. It, you know, Ben said Lana were sort of much a better team in the first half. I think they went 2-0 up half-time, Deeks. And then it was all sort of retrieved second half, Deeks, and got a goal back and missed a few chances, I think, mate, to to get back and, you know, force it to extra time, mate. So, you know, and I, and I, I did... Dan, Dan a text in the week, mate, he said exactly the same thing, mate. You know, it was pretty much Lana for the first half and Rodrigo for the second thing. So, yeah, so, you know, no complaints, I don't think, mate, but mm. but uh, definitely a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a grudge match, that one, Deeks, you know, local Derby, yeah, isn't it? Only a mile. Yeah. yeah bit of a, I think a mile apart, really, Deeks, you know, collide you just over down the road to Lana, isn't it, mate, <laughs> yeah, really? That's so true, yeah. Yeah, must be one of the closest, I think, Deeks, local Derby. So I've got a feeling the girls will be up for the next one, mate, you know, obviously got, you know, two league games to go now, haven't they? So they'll be good games, I reckon, Deeks, those are after, after this weekend, I think, mate. Okay. Uh, also, last yeah. Sunday there was uh, cup football in the uh, the Masons Kings League Cup quarterfinal stage as well. Bodmin had a walkover against Biscovey. Um, it uh, went down to penalties. Yeah, FXSU uh, winning five four on penalties down at Mosel. Also, extra time needed in the game between Codros and Wendron. Codros winning that one one nil. So a close. Uh, Close fought match by the sounds of it. Um, one postponement. Uh, well, we were talking about St. Dennis uh, just now, weren't we? Their game at home to Soldash Borough was postponed. So uh, I can only assume that was because of the pitch. I don't know for sure, but um, I would imagine so. So they will have yeah. to play that game some other time. In the um, regional, well, the Southwest Regional Football Premier Division, uh, St. Austell travelled to Sherbourne and came home with a 7-2 defeat so uh, not such a happy trip home in the western division well uh, Ilminster they showed that they're uh, still in the title race they beat Sawdash 3-0 and Sticker also 3-0 against Fenerton so uh, football throughout the county at all levels in uh, the women's game last Sunday it's uh, pretty much straightforward this week with league action in the uh, Back to that Premier Division, St Austell on the road again. This time they're at Bishop's Lydiard. Liscard, who lost uh, heavily to Forest Green Rovers, what, two weeks ago now. They play the return game. They're up at Forest Green this time. In the Western Division, Helston against Biddeford. And, uh, well, Helston, they, they like playing Biddeford. So look out what the result's going to be of that game. Ilminster home again, this time against Sticker. And Saltash will try and... Bounce back with a game against Middlesoy, who were struggling in that uh, in that Western Division. In the 
Candy League or Cornwall Women's Football League Division 1. Bude against St Agnes. Mouslow against Weybridge. Codros play St Dennis and Saltash Borough are home to Bodmin. And in Division 2, FXSU against St Agnes. That should be a good game. Lanner against Biscovay. Ridruth home to Callington. And Wendron United play Troon. From the National League South through to the St Piran League, this is the place to be. Yeah, Dick's, uh, yeah, plenty of games again, mate. Um, hope we're saying the same next week, Dick's, uh, <laughs> with the with this stuff, mate. It's, it's bouncing off the off the patio, Dick's out here, mate. Hope you oh. hope you get a nicer day and hope you can have a good look around Jersey tomorrow, Dick's. Hope you get better better weather over there, mate, than we got here. But uh, it's raining but here yeah, there was, as well. <laughs> Oh, was it, mate? Oh, crikey. At least, at least you know the game's on, Deeks, don't you, on that 3G pitch? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> at least you know, does it? Yeah. yeah, but um, nice for them as well, Deeks, wasn't it, to bring the kickoff forward to half two, I thought, wasn't it, for the fans and everything? Yes, to that's get true. Back, so, so they yeah. get, so get back on the plane in time. That's good. Yeah. They obviously yeah, didn't, they yeah. didn't, they didn't want 80 Falmouth Town supporters in, in the town over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> No, they probably made a good decision there, mate, didn't they? <laughs> probably, but the pubs might have made a few quid. But um, nah, but uh, but yeah, plenty, plenty going on in St. Piers League. Digs, um, St. Dominic, mate. We, we'll go, we'll go. Um, Premier League uh, East first, Digs and St. Dominic, mate. There, they're now sixteen points uh, clear at the summit, Digs. Uh, after a, a pretty fine four-nil win at Polperro. Uh, sub Ben Jeffrey came off the bench to score twice in that game, Diggs. Uh, but I've got to say, Diggs, a big eye catching scoreline. Uh, we mentioned it last week, Diggs, as one of the uh, games of the day, didn't we? And it, well, it turned out, I mean, you've got to say, Diggs, the Salt Ash Dorby, mate. Um, well, pr- previously, second place Salt Ash Borough hosted. Um, fifth place, uh, Salt Ash United reserve sticks on uh, at home on their Salt Mill 3G pitch sticks, and uh, it was the visitors sticks. Well, I say visitors; they didn't have to travel very far, mate, did they? But they they come away with a thumping seven two win sticks. I don't think anyone saw that one, mate. Did they? Ryan Knight bagging a a prized hat trick sticks. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone saw that result coming, mate. Did they? Well, no, and uh, interesting to know how long ago it was since uh, Sodash Borough suffered a defeat like that. Uh, 7-2 does sound a bit of a walloping, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, mate. I bet, I bet Kev was in shock, mate, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 7-2 at home. We get, you know, against your local rivals as well, Diggs. You know, obviously, yeah, you know, a, a, well, a brilliant day for one team and a shocker for the other, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. But, uh yeah, but um, in the Premier West, how ironic is this, Diggs? I mean, St. Day, mate, they lead the West table. They're, they're, well, coincidentally, mate, they're on the same 47 points from 17 games as St. Dominic are in the East. You know, that's that's pretty, 17 games, mate, 47 points, both on exactly, and they, they both got pretty, pretty, like, similar records, mate. 15 wins and two draws each. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I thought that was a bit spooky, mate. A bit spooky, I thought that was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, St. Dominic got slightly a better goal difference, mate. I think 
by about four goals, mate. I think they're about plus fifty, something like that, Dix. But um, but yeah, yeah, exactly the same. But um, you know, like we said, mate, over the last few weeks, both teams are flying, and they digs in their divisions, and it'd be a big shock, wouldn't it, if uh, one of you know either of them slipped up, mate? I think they're both. You know, obviously, St. Day heading for the say, first Peninsula League, mate. You know, as you know, you spoke to St. Don, mate, they, they can't go up, but looking good for St. Day, Deeks. And, but they were made to work hard, mate, for their 2 0 win over Wendron Reserves at the Vogue. Uh, Gavin Boone and Taylor Packinus, mate, with the, with the goals. Um, and they got new keeper Dan Peters there, Deeks, as St. Day uh, kept a clean sheet, mate. So good start for Dan. I don't know if you noticed that, mate, simply. No. Signed Dan Peters. Yeah, good signing, mate. Obviously, you know, good proven South Western League keeper, Dan, mate. And, you know, son of me old mate, JP. So, me old boss and mate, uh, John Peters, mate. So, yeah, great signing for St. Day, mate. You know, you, you'd think a keeper like Dan will get him over the line, mate, wouldn't you? But, um, second place the Lugger mate they won 4-0 at St Agnes and third place Porth Levin well they were even more impressive they won 6-0 at home over Redruth United mate Dan Parker uh, with the hat-trick man there mate I've got to say Deeks we listened to the um, we listened to the podcast on the way to Hereford last week Deeks mm-hmm. and um, I was getting pulled up and I for saying mate and I a lot uh, you know but but Rach reckons mate I've got a you know disease mate she said she, she, she said I reckon you say you know more than I say mate Do you? she reckons there's a disease Dix. I got yeah yeah I didn't notice it before Dix, but once you played it back I, I said about 20 in about two minutes Dix, that I was talking to you about I think it was when I was talking to you about the ladies football yeah. last week Dix, and I mean obviously I know you know, I know I say mate a lot, Dix. It's me. It's that word. I just can't get out of me vocabulary, mate. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but Rach reckons I've got a you know disease, mate. So oh, I, right. I thanked her, you know, yeah, I thanked her very much for pointing it out, mate. Yeah. You know, tell, it, tell her to said, come on and do a better job. Exactly, mate. It's, I, I did say that. I did. I said, you try and talk for two hours about football, Dix. You know? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I can't, I know I can't match your elegant, uh, well, what's it, mate? For, uh, vocal cords, peaks, but, uh, but <laughs> steady on, steady on. <laughs> yeah, but she, yeah, she did pull me up on it, mate. So uh, mm. that was nicer. I thought, thanks on it mm. after I spent like all that money on her birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, mate. But um, but yeah, D- Division One East, Dicks, um Wow, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you've seen the league table, mate. I mean, Nampy in a top digs, but I think they're losing their grip a little bit on top spot, mate. They they had a pretty uh, disappointing three nil home defeat, mate, to Boss Castle uh, down there, mate, uh, on Nampy's lovely picturesque pitch there, mate. Uh, James Bosley with a brace for Boss Castle digs, um, looking looking good, mate. For well, Josh Insley as well, mate. You, you'll recognise that name, Diggs, won't you? He yeah. had uh, Boss Castle's other goal, mate. So, yeah, good player, mate, for Camelford over the years, hasn't he? But, but Foxhall Diggs, they're up to second now, mate. And, I mean, they're three points behind uh, Nampy and Diggs. They've got six games in hand, mate. Right. So, so yeah. They yeah, I don't think so, they're going to struggle to uh, overtake Nampin, do you? I don't think so, Diggs, do you, mate? I, I think it's looking, you know, you don't like to make predictions, mate, there, especially mine this season, Diggs, but you, you've got to say, mate, 
you know, is looking pretty good for Fox. I mean, you'd settle for that. I know they say it's nice to have the points in the bank and all Deeks, isn't it? But yeah. I think three points behind with six games in hand, Deeks, is, yeah. it's quite a nice position to be in, isn't it, mate, for Fox. And, and they had a pretty uh, pretty impressive 5 1 home win over Lou last weekend, Deeks, you know, which took them up to there, mate. Benno, mate, Benno bold with another brace, Deeks. Ooh. A Benno bold brace again. Um, but the game of the day, Deeks, it looked St. Newland East and Weybridge Reserves, mate. They they fought out an entertaining 4 4 draw, mate. Um, sounded a bit of a thriller. Um, and they had St. Newland East, Deeks, they had sub Chris Sturgis coming off the bench to score twice. And a goal scorer, Diggs, for Waverage Reserves. Uh, first team goalkeeper, Rob Ro- Rosemary Diggs. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you noticed that, mate. Hang on, first team hang on. Whoa, whoa. So, someone told me he was in Thailand. I know what you're going to say, mate. But yeah, I don't know if Rob's just got home, but unless. Mm. Waybridge have got two Rob because I know Rob can play out Diggs so oh, right. I don't know if uh, yeah I know he didn't play you know against Liscoe did he make well, they Waybridge have. I know they have you look at their players registered for the uh, yeah. this Superior League side in fact they've got a Ben Rosevear they've got a Rob yeah. Rosevear and a Robert Rosevear I might have got it wrong then mate so I might have got <laughs> Because I thought Rob, yeah, because Rob Rosevear to me is the first team keeper, mate, yeah. not Robert. So, yeah, I, I'm just guessing, mate. Because I know he does play for the second sometimes and he can play out, mate, Rob. He's a talented guy, mate, Rob. Yeah. So um, that would be an interesting one, mate, if anyone could put us straight on that one, Diggs, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I, I went to the Weybridge game against Liscard and they had their yeah, reserve keeper in and um, I said, to yeah. someone, oh, where's Rob today? And they said to me, he's in yeah. Thailand away. Um, yeah, I know he has been, Dix, because I, I, I thought, you know, me and Rob follow each other on Instagram, Dix, and, and I, I've seen all his photos, mate. I think he's been out there quite a while, uh, like two or three weeks with his, you know, missus and his yeah, beautiful little daughter. Like, mate, I've seen loads of photos from yeah. picturesque places, mate, you know, around Thailand and that, mate. And yeah, so I don't know if he just got back late, Dix, or, you mm-hmm. know, and Fancy the kick around, mate, or a bit of fitness. Or, yeah, it'd be interesting to know, mate. The, the, the old song, mate, there's only one Rob Rosevear, doesn't really apply, mate, does it, no. to Weybridge? No, certainly not. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, uh, well, the other question, the other question is, Sorry, though, mate. isn't it? The uh, yeah. When they were registered, is has Rob been registered as Robert? And so actually... You know, we're well, we're robbing Rob of you know the glory, aren't we? Yeah, or is that's, it we're robbing it, mate, Robert yeah. of the glory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just while we're on the subject, Dix, I'm just going to get a Weybridge game up here, Dix, from a few weeks ago because I'm sure Rob is. Let's get a uh, rower won't like this one, mate. I've I just put my finger on the one game, mate, and it's when Weybridge lost 3 1 home to Lonson, but um. <laughs> But but actually, mate, it was Rob Rosefair, mate, in goal for, yeah, for Waverage, mate. So well, it wasn't Robert, mate. It right. was Rob. So we, we, yeah. we need someone to, to to message one of us to clear this up, didn't we? Which Rob Rosefair was it who scored for the reserves last Saturday? Yeah, 
We do, mate. Oh, we haven't grasped anyone up, Dick. So we pretend going to lose lose their point here, mate. Well, no, because there's, there's a Rob and a Robert, isn't it? But both registered. So yeah. Uh, yeah, they might have just done it by mistake, mate. I wonder if it's a mistake. Oh, I don't know. Maybe putting Rob as the goal scorer instead of Robert, oh, mate. No, you, you, you know, you're going too far. You're going too far. Just, I am, mate. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> so just, I'm come up. Yeah. Should we forget that one? Yeah, please? yeah. Just, 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 <laughs> just glaze over that. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Honest mistake if it is, mate. Isn't it? Oh, sure, don't mention but, um, that word, mistake. No, 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 mate. No, no. Hopefully it was Rob, mate. Playing good. Be a be well. Be a good centre forward, mate. When he's about six foot four, isn't he? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was an adder. I reckon it's an adder. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but some. But Division One West exists. Turning into a pretty good division, mate, and got to say, praise are, are, are looking, you know, probably favourites at the minute, mate. Uh, they're on a good run of form. They didn't play last week, mate, but they're at the top. But but their three biggest challengers all did deeks, and and they all won. Um, St Ives, yeah, St Ives three one at home at the Saltings versus uh, Campbell School of Mines, mate. Morning uh, two one at home to Cold Rose, and and I've got to say, mate. Uh, massive I mean we were talking about it last week one of the games of the day massive congratulations to Ale Reserves Diggs who had a, a tricky looking game at Troon um, to make it 12 wins on the spin and they did Diggs they won 1-0 mm-hmm. um, so you know what a what a proud record that is Diggs at, at any level of football really making it to, to win 12 games in a row mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff. So I think Ale Reserves will definitely be top of any form table, wouldn't they, <laughs> in that division? But uh, but yeah, so they're turning into a, a contender as well. So it's really close at the top of that Division 1 West League. You know, Praise, St. Ives, Hale, Mornan as well, you know, all going well. So one to keep your eye on. Um, division 2 East, mate, that, that's a good... Uh, Division as well, mate, top two or, or top three, really, if you throw some teff in. But Penn Silver digs their two points behind leaders, Lanivet, with a, with a game in hand. Um, after a pretty thrilling 4-3 home win, digs over Goran. Uh, Sam Rogers, Coral Gross, Aidan Cole and Sub Harrison Cloak. Uh, with the goals there, Diggs for Penn Silver, mate. Um, third place, St. Teth had a great 3 0 win at Mavagizzi. Daniel Wren uh, with a brace there, mate. Um, well done, Daniel, Daniel son, mate. Well done, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, mate. <laughs> He'll say, Well done, Daniel son, won't he? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, two goals for Dan, Dan Wren, mate. There, um, fourth place, uh, fourth placed. Lift and Deeks, they had an equally good 4-1 home win over Salt Ash United. Third, mate, Dave Sharp uh, with a couple of goals in that one. Um, Division 2 West, new in Titans, Deeks. They went back to the top of the league, mate, on goal difference uh, after a, a pretty comprehensive 5-0 win. Uh, sorry, mate, 5-1 win at Frogpool. Um, well, a couple of goals from the talented uh, Connor. Connor Arthur Diggs in that game for New in Titans, mate. Good player, Connor Diggs. So, so they've gone back on uh, to the top, mate. Just Diggs. They got two games in hand, mate, from a luggin. They're level on points, but uh, I think New in Titans have scored one more goal, mate, I think. So, mm. so uh, yeah. Or no, mate, I'll tell you a lot. I think it's the same goal difference, Diggs, but New in Titans have scored more, I think, Diggs. 
right. what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly the same goal. That, yeah. So pretty tight at the top of there. Uh, Stidians and Newlin non-Atletico. Uh, they shared six goals at the showground, Deeks. Uh, Stoned a good game. And there was a rare nil-nil basement battle game, Deeks. Um, I don't know what it would have been like on the eye, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> at the Vogue, uh, between St. Day, Thirds and St. Berry, and mate. Bit of a six-pointer, but uh, ended up with a point each, mate, and no goals. So, mm. yeah, sounded like an old, old slog, that one, but... Division three East, mate. Well, leaders, viewed reserves, Deeks. We we seem to be talking about them every week, scoring hundreds of goals, mate, don't they? But but they were made to work hard, Deeks, for once, mate, for their three points. Um, as uh, at at St Morgan reserves, Deeks, they they just about managed to win three two. Um, Steve Bott, Alfie Rowland, and Harrison Swatton with the goals there, mate. And and each team had a red card in that game too, Deeks. One, one red card each, one all, one all on the red cards. But but um, Bobman Dragons, mate, they saw off Liscord thirds 4 1. Uh, Ryan Butler scoring twice there, mate. Um, our friends at Gerrans and St. Moore's Dicks, they keep winning 2 0 at home to Lost Withiel. Aaron Moyes and Charlie Andrew, the goals there, Dicks. Second place, Lan Ref. Uh, they were in Percy Stevens' cut at Deeks last week, mate. Uh, and they duly thrashed North Petherin reserve 7 0, mate. Harry Proben back to a bit of form with four of the goals there, Deeks, for Lan Ref, mate. Um, I know Harry was at St. Blazy, wasn't he, Deeks, uh, last season at the beginning of the season? Good youngster, but uh, yeah, good to see him scoring four goals again, mate. Division 3 West Deeks, Probus, leaders Probus, mate. They remain top. Uh, without playing a game, mate. Um, the dropship stays second. Um, well, they won that. We spoke about it last week. Deeks. They won that Junior Cup final rematch. Remember oh, yeah. we said about that, mate? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a close one, Deeks. They they won 1-0 at Tresina, mate, against the Falmouth DC, mate. And it was veteran Paul Robertson, mate, with, a, with the all-important goal, Deeks. Uh, Robbo, mate. I think Robbo played a bit of pro football in Scotland, Diggs, didn't he? In his early days. Oh, I don't know. Robbo? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to let you know about that one, mate. I think, yeah, he played for a really good standard in Scotland, I think, Diggs, before he come down. But uh, still doing it, mate. Veteran now, but Robbo, mate, scored that all-important winner. Yeah, uh, if, 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 we got, if, we got, if we got him on the podcast, could you uh, be our interpreter for it or what? Yeah, I think so, Deeks. Yeah, I think, yeah. After uh, going to Scotland, mate, three times a year for about the last 20 years, mate, I think I think I could interpret a few of it now. <laughs> Although some of them, Deeks, is just impossible, mate. <laughs> the ones that talk, yeah, if they talk a bit fast, you've had it, mate. You've had it, Deeks. But you just well be in like, you well, you just well be in like, the back of Kazakhstan, mate. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, but um, especially a drunk one as well. They say the best, oh, but dear. but um, yeah, bless them, mate. But uh, yeah, Almonds thinks they smashed eight without reply past Kararik at the Blaythorne. Uh, Liam Phillips with with four of them. Deeks uh, taking his tally to twenty three for the season, mate. Uh, for Liam, mate, up front for Almonds there. Gunavran Deeks, well, bit of a story here there was, Deeks. Gunavran, they beat Cold Rose Reserves 4-2 at Reen Manor. 
So nothing special there, you'd say, Deeks, would you? But but they did have a young man who came out of retirement. Deeks played his first game for about three years, he reckons, mate. And that's someone you know well, mate. It's me old pal and teammate Ian Gosling, Deeks. No. Um, yeah, Gossy come out of retirement, mate. One of Cornwall's, well, I've got to say, Diggs, probably one of Cornwall's most decorated footballers ever, Diggs. I would have thought, wouldn't you? Mm, I would have thought, Gossy. Yeah. Yeah, got to be, mate. You know, I know, well, I've won five so fast than he, Diggs. Well, I know Gossy's on at least two more than me. So he's got to be on seven or eight, you know, that blazy teams that he played yeah. in, Diggs. And yeah, Falmouth and, you know, Wow, he'd won several wow, senior cups galore, Deeks. I mean, God, he got got to be one of the most decorated footballers in Cornwall, Deeks, ever. Yeah. I would have thought, mate. But but yeah, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd, and uh, also most fitting that on a on a episode that we feature the FA Vars, we got an FA Vars winner. We're talking yeah. about in in what St. Perrin League, what division? Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, he's uh, playing in St. Perrin League West, Deeks Division Three. <laughs> Gozzy. Yeah. But but there was a reason he played Deeks. It, it was um to have a game, have his first game ever ever with his son Albie, mate, ah, who plays right. for Gunnar. Right. Yeah. So Gozzy, yeah, he come out of retirement, mate, you know, just to play with his son Albie, like which is nice, mate, isn't it? Nice to, you know, nice to play with your boy and that. But at uh, at forty eight years young, Deeks, and and guess what, Deeks? Guess what, mate? Oh, he, no. he only scored, no. didn't he? He scored, yeah, of course he did, mate. He scored one of the goals and, and assisted two more, he did, mate. <laughs> so, I oh, know, mate. He, he, he's never in Dave, was it? He'll be in never next in Dave, week for it? sure, no, won't he? Yeah, that's it. yeah, he said he probably won't be able to walk for a week, mate. But <laughs> I don't know if he'll have the bug back for it, Deeks, now. So it'd be interesting to see if Gozzi plays again, mate. But but yeah, what a player, Deeks, and and you know, top bloke with it, mate. Had some had some great times uh, with Goz, mate, on and off the pitch. So so that was great to see, mate. You know, Gozzi playing at forty eight, mate, still fit as a fiddle. And uh, and finally, Deeks Division Four East, mate. Um, well, Tregan, the uh, a top Deeks, but uh, second place in Evel. They 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 lost a bit of ground, mate, on uh, on Tregan, mate. They they went down two to a two one defeat um, at Boss Castle Reserves, mate. Sam Abbott and Mike Parsons uh, scoring the goals there, mate. No such troubles for third place uh, third place Delabo, mate. Winning their away match two one. At Lost Whittle Reserve, mate. Although they did leave it late, Deeks. Um, ben French equalising in the 86th minute and sub Jezra McKenzie winning it in the 89th, mate. So, so yeah, exciting finish there, mate, to that game for Delaval. A fourth place, Biscovay, Deeks. They're, they're warming up quite nicely, mate, because they're the lowest ranked team left in uh, this weekend's Junior Cup, Deeks, aren't they? Um, and uh, yeah, they made it through to the quarterfinal, but they did quite well. They got a home game. Of, well, we'll come to it in a minute, mate. They they got a home match against uh, Division Two West Stidians, mate, this weekend, mate. And they they warmed up for that, mate, with a with a bumper four-one home win over Garrens and St Moore's Reserve Sticks. Uh, the inform Dean Dingle with with another two goals Not again. Mate. Yeah. I know, Deeks, he's flying. Uh, yeah. Well, 
I think Stivians are going to have to keep their eye on him Saturday, Diggs, aren't they? That's I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, Dean scored another two, Diggs, and, and Lee Thomas, Diggs, he, he also got a brace to, as well, Diggs. So, so the two strikers are going into that game on form, mate, aren't they? Mm. On Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, and Division 4 West Diggs, a bit of a two-horse race, really, mate. You know, Penryn and Perrin Porth are looking good for Penryn now, mate. A point ahead of Perrin Porth uh, after this weekend's games. And then they got three games in hand, they dig So, um, but the top two, they, they both have big wins, mate. Leaders Penryn reserves uh, winning 10-0 at struggling Houston Raiders, mate. Uh, Steve Brewer and Dan Reeve uh, both scoring hat tricks there for the winners, mate. And and Perrin Porth, mate, they had a 6 2 result at Lizard Argyle Reserve Sticks. A, a long trip, that one, mate, isn't it? But a, a worthwhile one for Perrin Porth, mate. Um, Liam Drake and uh, striker Brandon Light with two goals apiece there, Deeks, in, the, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just. Well, a couple of games I'll point out this weekend, mate, before we talk about Junior Cup, Deeks, uh, I've, I've gone for basically, Deeks, I've gone for one in the East, one in the West, mate, um, and it's a pretty much a no-brainer in the East, Deeks. It's, uh, it's a Premier, uh, well, East Premier Division, Deeks, and it's the top two, mate, top two <laughs> players. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't really have to work that hard, mate, to <laughs> no. pick a game this week. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, and it'd be a good one, I think, Diggs. Um, to, well, you've watched them lately, actually, mate. St Morgan, Diggs. They're mm-hmm. they're at home. Yeah, they're at home to St Dominic, mate. The, you know, obviously sixteen points clear at the top. You know, can St Morgan cut it to thirteen, Diggs? You know, but um, yeah. So that's at Trevarian Diggs with a three p.m. kickoff, mate. No, okay. um, just want to yeah, just want to point out to people, mate. Yeah, just to check <laughs> the well. Like you say, Deeks, you know, if in doubt, check it out, isn't it, Deeks? But um, yeah, I think the kickoffs have changed a little bit going into February now, mate, haven't they? Mm. So yeah, so everyone just check the kickoff time before you leave for a game, mate. Um, and in the West, Deeks, um, I think the match in the West, I, I don't know if you agree, mate, in Division One uh, West, Deeks, there's, there's another top two clash for us, mate. Uh, Praise versus St. Ives Ooh. in that one, Deeks. Yeah. And I, I think it's probably a game St. Ives will need to win. I was really, say, mate. Yes, St. Ives need to win that one, don't they? Out of the two teams. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, mate. I think they need to win to do themselves and the rest a favour, mate, don't you? Because yeah. praise are going quite well, aren't they? So yeah. I think if praise win that one, they, so they'll, they'll have like, wow. You know, long way to go, but I think they might have one hand on the trophy, Diggs. But, but yeah, but that looks a cracking uh, top two clash as well. And that's a again, Diggs. That's a three three p.m. kickoff there, Diggs, in the in the St. Piran League, mate. Um, this weekend, I think most are three o'clock. But, but yeah, but do check, mate. Obviously, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's all lies. Basically, I think that's it, Diggs, from last week. But it's all lies on this weekend, mate. Obviously, you know, you're out in Jersey for a, a massive reason, mate, aren't you? And, and is it is a big weekend? The cup f- f- football back here in Cornwall as well, Diggs, and and obviously the quarterfinals um, of the Junior Cup this weekend, mate, where it all gets interesting. I've got to say, Dick's 2 p.m. kickoffs, mate. If anyone wants to go to any of these games, don't forget it's a 2 p.m. kickoff with extra time and penalties 
if we required digs, which Ooh. you wouldn't be getting, mate, will you? You wouldn't be getting no extra time digs, will you? No. In no. Jersey. Straight no. penalties. So, straight, yeah, straight to penalties. Oh, ma- imagine if it goes to that Saturday oh, digs. Can't watch. Oh, can't mate. watch it. I know, mate. I know. <laughs> I know, mate. Oh, the old art strings will be, uh, yeah, I know, Deeks. Uh, oh, well, I hope it don't, mate. I hope it don't. But, but, uh, but yeah, four games here, Deeks. Um, I've uh, well, I've I've come up with a, I've well, I've, I'm gonna have <laughs> come a bit. on, spit thought, it out. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering a bit. I thought I might um predict a few results. Think so. I thought you know I'll chuck some egg on me face, mate. If people wants to have a go at me, because you know I've had a, I've had a couple of cracks at me, mate. And I mean, I I, I give sort of new in Titans a bit of info about Penn Silver, <laughs> mate, didn't I? And then they got hammered for. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony had a go at me, mate, didn't he? He said, obviously, you didn't. You didn't. I've actually um, I've actually said to Tony, mate, you know, Formouth United, their, their opponents on, you know, I've watched them a couple of times this season and, you know, we'll, we'll go to that one first thing I'm talking about, Deeks. Obviously, East Division 2 against West Division 2, Deeks. Uh, I think Penn Silver second in the East uh, against Formouth United, fourth I think Diggs in the West but so you know close game mate got all the hallmarks of a close game but I said to Tony mate I think Falmouth United mate I mean yeah I mean you obviously spoke to their manager mate didn't you Mike Rollison a couple of weeks ago and mm. they, they do play some cracking football Diggs Falmouth United mate um, you know I've watched them this season and but I, I just think Penn Silver Diggs who you know, they're an equally good football team, mate, but they got that strong physicality to them as well, Diggs. Um, and I think Mike admitted his team wasn't the most physical, although they do play some great, especially on that 3G pitch there, mate. They they knock it around lovely. But I just feel this one, Diggs, I think Penn Silver might have a little bit too much for them physically. Um, although, you know, I think Formula United might score. I'm going to go 4-2, Diggs, to Penn Silver, mate. Mm-hmm. Or two. Well, um, I, I, I'm going to just go for a straight 4-0. You're going to go 4-0, mate. Yeah, I've, I've got me penny of things. I'm going to write down for what, what oh. you go for as well. Oh, mate. Right. So we can, yeah, we can have a look next week, mate, can't we? I mean, we don't mind things. We'll be there to be shot at things, don't we? Yeah. You know, we'll let yeah. yeah. Will um, and uh, well, I think we mentioned this one just now. Deeks Biscave, mate, lowest ranked team left. Um, Division four East, mate. So done really well. They have digs to get to the quarter final stage, mate. They were rewarded uh, with a home draw against uh, Division two West uh, Stidians. Deeks, um, you know, like we said, lowest ranked team left. I, I've, I've watched Biscave, Deeks. I watched them for a half the other day. Looked like they got some goals. Scores there, mate. Obviously, we just mentioned Dean Dingle, Dix. You know, he's on oh, yeah. great form. Yeah, he's on great form at the minute. I'd, I'd fancy him to score. That's me old mate, Liam Bray, in goal for Stidians, Dix. But, but Stidians have got some good old goal scorers in their side, mate. You know, like they got some, um, what's it, Howard Vage and, and Treve Bale as well, Dix. You know, do you remember them names we mentioned a lot, don't we? Mm. So, I think this game's going to have goals, Dix, uh, down at Par track there, mate. Down at par track, so just down the road for me, here, mate. And I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five three Stidians, mate. I reckon there'll be goals here. Hmm. Five three. Well, I'm gonna I'm, go for. Yeah, I, I've gone for goals, but not as many as you. But I have gone with the same winner, and uh, 
I've um, scribbled down Biscovay 2, Stidians 4. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good, Dix. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I can't see them not being goals with all, with all the firepower on the... I've, I've watched Stidians twice this season, Dix, and, and they let in a few, but they'll definitely score a few, mate. So <laughs> I think, I think we, yeah, I think we might be quite close to that, that one. Yeah. Um, the next one, Diggs, Division 3 West against Division 3 East, mate. And two teams that are flying in their divisions. Um, obviously, one of them got to the final last year. Dropship Diggs, the losing finalist last year. Playing at Marazion now, mate. And Bude's got to make the long trip to Marazion on. But Bude, Diggs, absolutely flying, mate. Scored bags of goals, don't they, for fun. Mm. Top of Division 3 East against second in Division 3 West, Diggs. So, um, I'll let you go first, Diggs, on this one. Okay. Well, I'll let you go first. I'm just looking to see how many goals Dropship have scored. They've scored in the league. This is... 58 goals in the league, 14 games. Bude, as you said, um, they've had some big wins, haven't they? Don't let in many goals. Yeah. I'm going to actually go... Ooh, this is a tricky one. This is... Uh, drop, is. drop ship one, Bude yeah. two, but it could also be like a 4-6 result <laughs> as well. So, But actually, 1-2, yeah. no, surely it's going to be more than that. I'm going to go drop ship 3, Bude 4. Oh, crikey, Dix. <laughs> I like it. I like it. They're looking good at the minute, mate, for goals, aren't they? If we're right, mate, it'd be a pretty entertaining quarter finals, aren't they, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, well, yeah, I, I'm going to differ, mate. I'm, I'm just going to go, you know, I think it's a long trip for Bude that all the way down to Marazion. Well, even longer if they lose on the way home, isn't it, mate? But um, but uh, I'm I'm just going to go drop ship to nick it, mate. Like you, I think there'll be goals in that one, Dix, for sure. And I'm going to go three two drop ship, Dix. All right, three two. So yeah, and the last one, mate. I I reckon this could be the closest game of all of them, mate. Um, I'm not. Might be totally wrong, mate. Uh, you know, I have been a lot this season. <laughs> but um, but we got, well, the battle of the lands, mate, it is. We got Division 3 East, Lan Ref, against Division 2 East, Lan Ibit. So, I, I reckon, I mean, both, well, both doing really, well, well, I think Lan Ref is second each, Division 3 East, and Lan Ibit are top of Division 2 East, mate, at the minute, yeah. over... Uh, and silver, aren't they, mate? So, you know, two teams on great form. You know, it's going to be. I, I reckon it's a really tough to cut. I think if Lan Ivet was home, Deeks, I'd feel more confident. But I think Lan Ref at home, Deeks, they they play at was it Rally Park? Is it called Deeks Lan Ref? Yes. I've only played there once, yes. mate. And bit, bit, yeah, a bit of a fortress for them, Deeks. So. <laughs> Really tough one to call, mate, but I'm going to go. I reckon this game could go to extra time, Deeks, this one. And I'm going to go just to nick it. I'm going to say Lan Ivet, mate, just to nick it. Possibly an extra time, 3 2, Deeks. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I. Well, let's have a bit of drama and excitement on this one because yeah. I think it's going to finish. 2-2 two, two after 90, or at 90 minutes. Yeah. 3-3 three, three after 120 <laughs> minutes. 
Yeah. And then Lanreth, 5-4 on penalties. Oh, I like that, Diggs. Like <laughs> Imagine the scenes, Diggs. Imagine the scenes. <laughs> yeah. The, the bloke who scores a winning penny will be running around Rally Port, mate, oh, will he? my goodness. You won't, <laughs> With all his you won't see him for the weekend. No, you won't, mate. All his teammates will be... It'll be like a Benny Hill show, mate, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> All his teammates chasing after it. Yeah, that oh, sounds a good one, that thing. So 2-2, so 3-3, two, 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 three, three, and then 5-4 on pens, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Deeks, yeah. So we'll see um, see how close we are. I just, I'm just hoping, Deeks, they all, you know, all four games go ahead, mate. On Saturday. Yeah, and that's right. Because obviously, with it being cut yeah. ties, it then mucks. It, if they don't play, yeah. it means putting it back a week, doesn't it? And then it mucks up the league program for yeah. that week. And so, uh, hard yeah. work for everyone yeah. involved, isn't it? Easy for us, just su- suggesting what the score is going to be, but not so easy for the yeah. for the managers, the players, yeah. the groundsmen, the referees, yeah. the leagues. <laughs> My goodness me. I know. I know, Deeks, yeah, just, yeah, throws it all into chaos, doesn't it, mate? These uh, junior cup postponements, mate, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it will be chaos yeah. there if it does end up a, a penalty shootout at 5-4. Yeah, crikey, mate, that'd be... Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, dear. Really tough game to call, that one, mate. Really tough, yeah, really tough game. Mm. But um, but I think, yeah, I mean, well, looking at our predictions, mate, should be plenty of goals. And I hope they all pan out like that, mate, don't, don't you, mate? So... Be interesting to see how close we get it, Diggs. And but yeah, <laughs> yeah. top football Diggs, you just don't know, mate, dear. Just no. don't know, dear, on no. the day. So yeah, but but best of luck, Diggs, to to all eight teams, mate. You know who've done really well to get this far, mate, and they. And uh, you know, best of luck to you know all eight teams, and and well done to the four that do go through, Diggs, isn't it. So I hope you all have a good day on Saturday, mate. Good yeah. old competition, mate, isn't it? Yeah, good old competition. That's right. The, one of the one of the better competitions in the uh, Cornwall football calendar, isn't it? The Cornwall Junior Cup. Lots of teams enter it. Not, I yeah, guess. It, yeah. Are, are there yeah. less teams in it now though than there were, say, before the the restructuring? Yeah, I think there is actually. Yeah, there would be. I think it's because yeah. it, it's basically yeah divisions. Um, you know, with the new restructuring, mate, it's, it's divisions two, three, and four in it, mate, yeah. in east and west, in it. So, yeah, six divisions. Uh, how many teams, mate? Six. Divisions. Yeah, yeah. I probably would. Yeah, probably would say there is less than there used. To. You you got a better chance of winning it now, Dixon. You would have had. A few years ago, Dick, something I think so. Yeah, although we yeah. mustn't take that away from from anyone who is in with those oh, uh, no. with a chance of winning it. it uh, and it's great to win a cup, isn't it? I I know that you've won yeah. many a league title. I've not, I've not won a Saturday competition league table. I must admit, but but winning the cup, you know, is still a very yeah. well. It comes a close second, a very close second, because it's all on the day, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, Deeks. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's just, it's just a lovely day out, isn't it, mate? You know, when a cup final, isn't it, mate? And when it all goes well for you, is it? Yeah, it's a, it's just a fantastic day, isn't it, mate? For all yeah. concerned, isn't it, mate? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, brilliant. Best, yeah, best of luck to them all, mate. Yeah. Well, we wish them all good luck, uh, and uh, likewise, we wish the teams in the. Uh, Southwest Peninsula League Cup, um, the the Dead Cup. We wish them all the best as well. And um, 
And also, well, I think we might say the same for Farmer Town, and that's not being biased, is it, Rapper? No, I think I think people can allow us that things, can't they? This weekend, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. I think we I think we're allowed to be biased this weekend, things, don't we? I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to put all this together later tonight. But before I'm going to go out and get some fresh air in Jersey, Rappo. It's sun is blazing here. It's at least <laughs> twenty degrees now. I would have thought. You got your trunks on, mate. You oh, got your trunks yeah. on. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going topless, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. No, I hope you have a fantastic time, Dixon. You know all the all the F troopers going out there, mate, and you know, and obviously the team and Westy, you know, Tommy and all the guys, mate, Milchy and all the, you know, Aiden and and uh, Westy Senior, Dixon, everyone involved with the club, mate, and you know, I just hope you all have a. I'll be I'll be thinking of you all on Saturday, Deeks, at two o'clock, mate. Me up me me art will be thumping a bit, I think, Deeks, for for a couple of hours, mate, and I'll be frantic, mate, checking me phone. Hopefully watching Ben play for Paramount against uh, against Alston Development, Deeks, on Saturday at Tregoy. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what Tregoy's pitch will be like with all this rain, Deeks, I'm sure, but um <laughs> But uh, it looked a bit soft the other week, Deeks, to be fair. But but yeah, I'll be definitely thinking about you lot over there, Deeks, in Jersey. And yeah, just hope you have a fantastic day, mate. And, you know, come on, come on the town, mate. Come on the town. Right. Yeah. Come on the <laughs> town. And uh, well, let's say let's hope that everyone has a very good football game come five o'clock Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's it, Diggs. Yeah, have a fantastic weekend, you know, everyone. You know, where, wherever you go on Saturday, have a have a great time and have a brilliant time, Diggs, and and everyone at town, mate. Have a great weekend.